Well, hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor. I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and we have a stacked deck. Not only is the panel here in full effect, but we have a ridiculous amount of huge Xbox news. And to be honest with you, when I start to put these shows together on the weekend before, I was struggling with trying to figure out what to talk about. And, you know, like, you know, another Manic Monday, you get a big Phil Spencer interview from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Sarah Bond is out there dropping some knowledge. And I tell you, that, that woman is very, very smart, which is why I think she is going to be the successor to Phil Spencer in a couple of years. Uh, and and you know what? I think the entire uh, industry would be better for it on a multitude of levels. We have some uh, news about what you see in front of you. Forza Motorsport breaking records, being considered the best ever in the franchise history. We're also going to be talking about some big Halo news uh, Joseph Staten, uh, who is obviously the lead creator over at 343 concerning Halo Infinite, is back from vacation, and he's already touting some big, big news and reveals for 2022. And, of course, we're going to get into much, much more. But let's get into the introductions. We're going to start first with our good brother. Uh-oh. Somebody's, somebody's got their mic on. I'm hearing it. Yep, there you go. There you go. Uh, Mav, welcome back to the program, brother. I know that you're back in full swing with uh, with PM and the PM and all of your other shows. How the heck are you? Doing fantastic, man. Uh, it is good to be here in full swing. Since last time, a lot of stuff has happened. Dude, um, a lot of stuff. It, there's so much to talk about now, and I feel like the whole gaming industry kind of took this like, oh, we're taking a little break. <laughs> it's like Joseph Stat back to work today. We're back, you know, with all this news to uh just talk. Man, it's, it's gonna be a crazy 2022. If yes. if, if this last couple weeks is is anything, or last week even, just the last seven days is anything to give us an idea of what 2022 is gonna be like, it's gonna be a blast, man. So I, I can't wait for the show today. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah, and I'm glad that you are here. Pong Soul, welcome back to the building. And on what Mav just had to say, he said the last seven days has been crazy. But you know what's what, what's interesting and what is exciting as not only uh, a group of guys who come here every week to talk about Xbox and are huge Xbox fans, that seven days that he is referring to, well, Xbox has dominated the conversation once again, and it started out with a program that you were a part of last Wednesday. We broke some, uh, we had some breaking news: the Ubisoft Plus announcement, Rainbow Six Extraction getting in there day and date. And literally since the start of the new year, it has been as if Microsoft refuses to take the foot off the gas. Welcome back! <laughs> it's fantastic to be here on a. Beautiful Tuesday afternoon into 2022. I love hanging out with you brothers and welcome, Mr. Joanna Dark. Officially, uh, so here. absolutely <laughs> officially on the show for the first time. So it's great to see you, sir. Uh, but yeah, no, like you said, boom. Uh, like I, like I always like to say, buckle up because this is mm. the new Xbox. This is the new uh, doing business. Uh, 
on a consistent basis for them. They're going to try to get that mind share uh, that they've been kind of gobbling up over the past uh, year or so, and they're going to continue to roll with it this year. So yeah. this is what it's all about. So it's exciting. 2022, I expect nothing but more and more and more news as we get uh, into this year. Uh, so this is a great time to be on podcasts, especially Xbox Factor podcast, because it's exciting. Uh, this is this is what we live for. This yeah. is what our passion is all about. So great to be here. Boom. We got some topics to talk about. So let's get down to it. Yes, absolutely. And of course, all the way from Germany, uh, who has become a huge part of this community, this podcast, and continues to just drop incredible uh, pieces of content. One that he just dropped this week, which is getting a lot of good views and and for good reason. Uh, He knows how to break down tech. And he did it once again when he was talking about everything going on at Ninja Theory and who they are currently working with. And proving why this game is going to be very special when it releases. Boxing Burger, what's up, brother? How you feeling? Happy gaming, happy gaming. It's it's a great time to be a gamer these days. Uh, it really is. Not only are we looking to an incredible year, uh, we're already starting the the year with some fantastic news, some fantastic games. I'm I'm super excited to be a gamer right now, and I hope everyone else is too. The chat is already on fire. We are here today in a good mood. It's great to be on the show with uh, Joanna, Mr. Joanna Dark, for the first time. Welcome to the to the club here, and yeah, we're gonna have so much fun here today. Yes, looking forward to it. Yes, absolutely. And speak of the devil, here he is making his debut on the Xbox Factor podcast, all the way from parts unknown, Mister Joanna Dark, brother. Welcome. How the heck are you? I'm good. Hello, everyone. Uh, I just want to start off by saying, boom, thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, I'm really excited when uh, you kind of approached me and. It's 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 a big moment for me, especially with the amazing panel here. I look forward to, you know, hanging out with everyone here and learning from everyone as well. So thank you. Uh, yeah, I agree with everyone. There's a lot of news. It's a great time to just be a gamer. I mean, I'm just looking at February and I'm just like, oh, my God, I don't even know where to start. It's like a kid in a candy store. So I'm definitely excited to kind of dive into today's topics and kind of discuss, you know, what's coming in 2022 and, you know, who knows what else other surprises we have in store, you know, even though we think it's big news because the year has just started. Absolutely. And it's great to have you a part of the team. I think you're going to bring some positive energy to us, uh, to the show. And uh, your knowledge of gaming is going to be something that we're all going to be uh, pinning our ear to the microphone, so to speak. But let's get into the big news. Uh, folks, um, and it w- it has been reported, it has been officially documented that the game you see in front of you, one of 2021's best first um, first party releases for Xbox, one of the greatest racers ever released, and once again proves that Playground Games was a triple A bomb to uh, purchase when Microsoft did. We have confirmation that this game in front of you, Forza Horizon 5, has officially crossed 15 million players only after two months of it being officially out. I'll start first with Pong Soul on this. Pong, you know, with this good news, of course, because it is the world and it is the interwebs, I have seen some people trying to poo-poo this. 
simply by saying, well, the game is in Game Pass and it's free. Do these numbers actually count? And when I see that, there are a couple of things that cross my mind. One, I can't say because this show is rated PG for everyone. Uh, and secondly, the, uh, the, 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 the reasoning to suggest such a thing proves that there are really a bunch of petty people out there. 15 million players of anything, especially only after two months, is something that Playground Games and Xbox Game Studios could certainly hang their hat on. And mind you, again, this is only after 60 days of being on the market. Pong, is this a running a running away success for everyone? Oh, absolutely. Of course it is. Uh, again, this is, I mean, shout out to Playground for delivering up and beyond people's expectations. Again, when when Horizon, when the new Horizon was first announced, I think a lot of people in the community, especially a lot of us who had uh, played, loved uh, the previous iterations of Forza Horizon, said, oh, great, you know, it, it's, you know, fantastic you know if we're not going to get motorsport because they're you know turn 10 is still working on uh you know the new engine and you know that's not going to be cross-gen that's going to be current gen only that's great it's fantastic we're going to get a horizon in between but i think a lot of us and again i'll speak only for myself but i kind of got the impression from talking to a lot of people including some of my brothers here that a lot of us kind of just expected it to be okay. It's, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be Forza horizon four in a different location, right? They're going to, they're going to, you know, give us a new spot to go do yes. things in. And, and, and it's going to be just more of the same greatness that we've come to expect, but because it's cross gem, uh, because we know playground is working on fable uh, because of all these factors, I think we all kind of had the feeling that, it wasn't going to be that big of a leap forward, right? But playground, <laughs> yeah, playground went up and beyond, right? It, it, had they done that, we all would have been good with it, right? We all would have been fine, great. Gave us, you know, more another game to play from a first party studio when there wasn't a whole lot coming out of the first party studios last year as of yet. Great, this is gonna be fantastic. We're still gonna have a great time, but then they go up and beyond, right? They take it to another level, even without the new engine tech. They find a way uh, to squeeze uh, more out of that engine and give us something that actually was a leap above Forza Horizon Four. Uh, whether it was the ray trace sound, uh, whether it was all the new scanning tech that they used for the skyboxes for the environment. It really did, I think, in a lot of ways, when they started showing it, we went, whoa, wait, let me take a step back. Wait, this is going to be cross-gen? This is actually still using the old engine? Yes. So I think right there, that took the hype level that's naturally there for Horizon up a step, right? And all of a sudden now, we were like, well, this is actually going to be something different, a little bit something more than what we uh, were expecting. And then... With the showings that they had, all of a sudden, now you see the greater picture 
with all the goodwill Xbox has been building up, with all the things they've been doing right and getting that mind share back that we talk about constantly here and starting to grab those headlines, the media starting to come back around and realizing they have to start writing some positivity about Xbox. You know know what? Real funny. Let me stop you there. Some of their most stout detractors started writing positive articles and it was like the world opened up. (laughs) Correct. Correct. (laughs) Because it's been so long. Again, for, for, you know, you know, we talk about it all the time about last gen, but you know, for a big part of that generation or almost the entire generation, it was, you know, Microsoft was, asleep you know and so the media (laughs) ran away with the you know ran away with you know praising sony all the time and not having much to say about xbox and some of that being xbox's own doing microsoft's own doing when they were on the ropes kind of um so again all of it kind of came together right and all of a sudden now you saw this explosion of hype for forza horizon 5 even though we all knew uh, those of us that were Forza Horizon players previously, those of us that were, you know, touting Forza Horizon three as a one of the best racing games out there, and Forza Horizon four more of that same goodness. Now people debate whether or not four or three is better, but they took it with number five, took it up that step, and all of a sudden, with the newfound popularity that Xbox now has, or I should say refinding that popularity they had during the 360 generation, now all of a sudden that just accelerated this new game and it pushed it to the forefront, right? And all of a sudden it became people's most anticipated. And I'm talking about people outside of those of us that normally are always looking forward to it. And all of a sudden now you had new people jumping into this game because all of their friends were talking about it. That's that word of mouth, that ripple effect that we have been saying. Microsoft, Xbox has been throwing rocks in that pond nonstop and creating all these ripples. Well, yeah. this is this shows how that can blossom into success because all of a sudden now you had people jumping into Forza Horizon 5, even non-racing fans jumping into Forza Horizon 5 because everybody was playing it. Everybody was talking about it. And all of a sudden people discovered, Hey, I kind of like racing games now, especially this type of racing (laughs) game, right? There's more to it. We got, we got a perfect example right here. Fun speculation. Mav, his wife, Caitlin, not a racing fan, but she jumped into Forza Horizon 5 and actually liked it because she could customize and she found all these little aspects of Horizon that she loved. And that is what is happening here. That's why this is the fastest, best-selling, best, most played, whatever you want, however you want to quantify it, Forza Horizon yet is because of all those little things coming together and exploding. And that's exactly what Xbox has been working towards. So again, shout out to Playground for what they did because they did actually go up and beyond what I believe was a lot of people's expectations and gave us one of the, if not the greatest racing package ever created. And I think that that's, uh, you know, these numbers are just indicative of that. So you know, awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Love you know. To see it. You know, to your point, uh, and 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 uh, com- piggybacking off of uh, Caitlin not being a racer, uh, a racing fan. Uh, my nephew Tyler, who is my world, that 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 boy is my life. He put him. He wants to play Animal Crossing or Smash Brothers. He don't give a f- or or Mario Kart. He don't care about nothing else. 
he saw me playing this over and he's been staying, he stays over quite often. And he was like, what is this? I said, well, it's a new game called Forza Horizon 5. I want to play. And like any 12-year-old boy, he loves crashing. It's it's yep. his thing. He, which, <laughs> yep. which, no, it's his thing. <laughs> and he, every time he comes over, besides Descenders, which, again, he records himself crashing into the finish line. I, I don't know why, but he likes seeing the guy flying all over the place. He comes to play this. And that just goes to show you that this has such a wide range of who will play your game, which is which is indicative of the 15 million people because like you said people that never played forza are now playing forza because the freedom that is allotted in mm-hmm. specifically the horizon series allows for you to go and like right now i'm doing a drag race i loved the drag racing but i mm-hmm. love the jumps as well and i love finding the signs and i like getting all the roads and we haven't even talked about well actually racing <laughs> Yep. Correct. <laughs> so this is this is what's Correct. great. Boxenberger, before I get to you, I, I, I gotta catch up on the super chats. I am extremely overwhelmed. There are a lot of them, and it's 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 a it's a lot. Uh the first one comes in as a $50 bomb from O Jericho, who doesn't even say anything. And then he drops an additional uh $20 super sticker, uh, which is just Oh, Jericho, I, I listen, thank you for the generosity, dude, because that is I think it's too much, to be honest with you. But, man, I really appreciate it. Our good friend Eli uh, is all the way, if you didn't know, from the other side of the world. He drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says great start for 2022 with all of the x vlogs and shows well thanks so much for that brother i definitely appreciate it we talk almost every day in the dm me him and king we're always talking he says keep up the good content and may you may all of you gents and this channel keep growing and growing cheers well that's very kind of you and yes i i think we're all gonna see uh, i said this on um the iron lords and i'll say it again i i i want to say that as much as I love a lot of the bigger content creators, and we have quite a few of them that are personal friends of mine. Dealer has made incredible strides. Colt, um, Randall, Thor. There are so many, so many of the bigger content creators that have seen incredible growth, and they deserve every 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 minute of it because they put out great content. I have a really strong feeling in my gut that the smaller content creators are going to see an explosion. And I, and I mean the ones that do not use hate-driven console war BS to drive clicks and subs. Uh, you know, if you find yourself uh, uh, gravitating away from them, there's a reason for it because their, their content, and I'm not mentioning names, is indicative of using hate as its driving force, where... Don't 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 do that because all you're gonna do is you're gonna it's it's toxic, and the one thing that I, I I personally stay away from is anything toxic, which is why you don't get that on this channel. So I have a feeling that a lot of the smaller content creators, people here, people that I work with on other shows, are gonna see a significant growth, and I am I'm I'm hoping for it for sure. Good friend of the show, John TJ, drops a very generous ten dollars super chat and says, "Playground needs to add some uh, some real seasons during winter. Nothing happened. They dropped the ball on this uh, on things like that. No twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two cars yet. Only ten 
Um, uh, I guess they only dropped 10 other cards. Otherwise, great game. Yeah, I mean, Mexico was tough uh, because they do have, obviously, higher elevation that gives you the winter, right? You will get you. We've seen it in the game. I I think it'd be hard to do actual seasons because Mexico is traditionally very hot. Um, and, and they do have a rain season, sure, but I don't necessarily know if uh, if anyone would just be okay with that. But you know what? We right. Listen, hit them up on 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 Twitter. You know they they're great. They do answer you. They do. Uh, you know. Uh, you know, uh, they, they don't shy away from criticism, but Boxenberger, let's let's get your opinion on this. 15 million players is really saying something. Um, and I think what we're starting to see here is something that we talk uh, about behind the scenes, and that's the game pass effect. Uh, obviously, not all 15 million players come from game pass. It would be, it would, I mean, I wouldn't doubt that a a significant amount of that number did come from it, but what game pass does for games that are genre specific, that maybe someone don't normally gravitate to like a driving game. Well, because you don't have to pay for it. You, you go, you download it, you play it. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you erase it from your hard drive and you don't go back, but it appears that the Game Pass effect is t- is playing a huge part. Do you agree? One hundred percent. We've said it multiple times on this show um, that the Game Pass effect is not just that you get to play um, the games and and can try them out without extra cost. That the Game Pass effect is also the viral marketing, which is probably the most important marketing channel you have these days. Yeah, it's every gamer on here uh, on the panel in chat when he she posts something about it on twitter instagram facebook whatever on the social channels and people just see that um oh that game looks awesome what and i can play that basically for free or just with the low entry uh, cost of the of the xbox game pass subscription that is exactly the marketing effect and we have seen that with other games as well games that released um in Game Pass just suddenly exploded in their sales numbers. And why is that? Because it's basically free free advertisement that you get. People enjoying, true gamers enjoying the game and posting about it, talking about it in forums, on social, wherever. Um, this is, is the best marketing you can get. And that is the Game Pass effect. Um, and we've seen it now with Forza, and it's well-deserved. And uh, it's not just... Um, that that must not just come through through Game Pass, although obviously that's a big part. We know that it has been uh, one of the best-selling games on Steam over the last two months. Um, we know that um, the sales numbers, even on Xbox, uh, it was listed for a long time on top uh, place one and two um, and uh, as the best-selling games in the Xbox store. So, yeah, it drives sales. People still buy the game. Um, others... Like me, I I didn't buy it. I just played it through the um, through the through through Game Pass. But I bought the I, I can't remember the name the fifty dollars. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, the, uh, you know I what I mean. Fifteen bucks, yeah. Oh, f- uh, fifteen, pardon me. Um, f- uh, that that allowed me to play the game a week early, and uh, now I get all the DLC. Um, well yeah, worth it. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's just the effect. Um, so it's it's not. I, I've seen also these conversations downplaying the numbers. Uh, they don't mean anything. No, I think uh, they mean a lot, and they mean a lot to the developers uh, that that now have the chance to 
have a game that can be played by 15 plus million gamers. Um, that is just incredible. And that's what, what, what Game Pass does. It advertises it. It allows people to, to check the game out and play it. Just awesome. Well-deserved. I can't add anything upon uh, what, <laughs> what Pong has said about the game itself. It's, it's an amazing game. Uh, this car PG, um, the world is really yes, well I love crafted. That. PG, I love yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, <clears throat> the world is very well crafted, and um, yeah, whenever these racing games come out, you just think, "Wow, it can't look any better." And then, then the next time, the next iteration comes out, and it, it it they pack something on top of this. Um, yeah, Forza uh, Five was definitely for me the first next genny gen-looking game, um, I would say. And it's the old uh, engine, isn't that something and it's, else? It's still the old engine, yeah. but they have when when you compare the the series uh, X and S version towards the um, Xbox One versions, um, <clears throat> there's really a significant difference. And it's not just about uh, frames um, that they added it or a solution. They actually changed a lot of the rendering pipeline. Um, they they render stuff like the ground very differently. Yeah, it's they have ex actual mapped um, surfaces like rocks, trees, bushes, and so on. That is just off just flat surfaces in the old one. And it's not just a slider in the engine where you increase uh, the level of detail. That's definitely a change in the rendering pipeline. Uh, so they went the extra mile to make this a uh, true next-gen experience, and it shows it is amazing. But there's obviously some um, some things they, they were not able to implement. Um, that I talked about that in my last video as well a little bit. Um, for instance, you can really tell that uh, they didn't fully utilize the velocity architecture. We see a couple of pop-ins, and that's uh, uh, going to change definitely with the next Forza engine. Um, Nevertheless, the game looks absolutely amazing, and and uh, a big big congratulations to the team at Playground. Uh, well deserved. They went the extra mile. They made this game really for next gen, um, and it still plays and looks fantastic on the old consoles. Yeah, applause to them. Chop very well done, and congratulations to fifteen million plus players. There I am. Okay, Mav, let's get your opinion on this, brother. You obviously do a lot of streaming. This is a game that would be fantastic to stream. I'm not sure if you have or not, but what are your thoughts of the 15 million? Yeah, I have for sure, and it's it's pretty crazy, man. I, um, that's a lot of people to play any racing game. I think the only ones that really come close are Gran Turismo and Mario Kart, right? Those are the other two big games racing games that i think pull off these kind of numbers and forza has been successful but it's never been this successful like this is the next step for that franchise period and it, and it makes me wonder how will this forza horizon 5 uh, will it have an effect on the success of forza motorsport because i think the forza name and i'll say that right forza has gone even larger it's it's become a main it's become more mainstream now as a as opposed to oh it's yeah xbox has this racing game i think it's called forza or something like that now it's like you say you say the word you know and it, people know about this game right it's one of the most uh played games over the last year uh over the last several months anyway um 
And it's just growing and growing. And the Game Pass is having an effect. The positive momentum and the sales of Xbox is having an effect. It's one of the must-play titles if you have an Xbox. But it's not even a must-play title if you have an Xbox. It's also a must-play title if you have a PC. Indeed. Right? Yeah. Um, or if you have, uh, if you are a person that likes to play games on cloud, it, it's it plays excellent that way as well. It is uh, reaching more people than it ever has before. And the thing is, until the next Forza Horizon game comes out, it's going to continue to grow like crazy. Yeah. I don't foresee the momentum stopping on this game. And I, I think a lot of it has to do with just the craftsmanship of it and how well it's made. So I did some research here. I put some stuff in our private chat here because I was kind of curious. Because, you know, we all talk about, hey, yeah, um, Forza Horizon 5 got snubbed for Game of the Year and, and uh, everything. So I was like, I was curious. How many games have, how many racing games have ever won Game of the Year, right? Um, I will say this. Forza Horizon 5 did win a major Game of the Year award this past year. And that's from the largest gaming publication there is in IGN, Right. Wow. That is a big deal. You go back. Yeah. I went back and looked. There's actually a Wikipedia that has a list of all of the game award winners from all the major publications in gaming. This is like Golden Joystick Awards. It goes to even like the Euro Gamer. It goes to uh, Japan Game Awards. It goes to uh, all, all the uh, GameSpot, all these major websites. And there's only five have ever won Game of the Year from a major publication. Wow. And that goes back to 1987 with Outrun at the Golden Joystick Awards. Uh, Japan Game Awards, uh, 2009, Mario Kart Wii. Eurogamer in 2014, uh, Mario Kart 8. Um, and back in 2001, BAFTA, and now the British Academy Game Awards, uh, Gran Turismo 3 A-Spec in 2001. Um, and now IGN, the biggest publication of them all. Forza Horizon 5 game of the year. So we shouldn't look at that as like, oh, it's just a gaming website, you know, giving it a game of the year. That's a that's a rare occasion, right? Well, it's a, it's a rare occasion for a couple of things. And, and I'm glad you bring that up because I actually I, I didn't even realize that uh, it's a it, it's big for a couple of reasons. And the first one being, let's call a spade a spade. In the last couple of years, IGN has not been too kind to Xbox. Yes. Uh, and, and, and again, I'm, I'm not throwing stones here, folks. Just go and you look. I am not making this stuff up. So uh, considering what has what came out last year and last year, and I'm saying 2021, it, it was a packed year considering that we're all still rearing over the fact that COVID is playing such a huge part in many of these development stories, uh, for it to win out and to outdo all of the games that came before it, that's saying yeah. something. It's even saying more when IGN, who has in the past thrown Microsoft under a bus. Yes, and, and, and this is voted on by their staff as well, and they have a large staff, right? Um, I, this, I used to listen to Podcast Unlocked and some of these other podcast a lot and one thing where they always had this huge discussion about like the craziness that ensued over their meetings over the game of the year like they would have arguments at the tables and stuff over over these games and like they were really passionate about it uh for forza horizon 5 to win out in that environment from the such a large publication is is a, is a big deal so it didn't win at the televised event the game awards that's more of a marketing event than anything else 
But this is a pretty prestigious award, and and it shows to the quality and the uh, like you were saying, like my wife, she doesn't really like racing games. You know, uh, I tried to get her into Forza and other games before. This one just clicked with her, right? It, it, the fun things to do. She likes to go driving around, smashing the signs, you know, or uh, just uh, messing with her car to make it a hat look sparkly with like diamond paint job and stuff like that. You know, just like <laughs> all these different things, but like. The graphics and the feel of the game have improved so much that it is impossible not to grab that controller and start playing it and get hooked. Yeah. Right. You start playing it. You just get hooked more than any other Forza Horizon game before. Um, I I can't wait for Forza Motorsport to come out. And I'm hoping it's later this year because I want to see what they do with that. Because Forza Horizon 5 to 4 was a huge leap. But it's been what? Four years now. Four since years. Yeah, it's, it's it's been a while. Well, you know what? Besides wow. the engine, they they're, they're, what they're Five doing years. to the game is they're supposed to. This game is going to be when I say this game, Forza Motorsport, whatever it's called, is going to be drastically different. Yeah. from anything before it, and that is it's going to have. It, it's, supposedly, it has an actual campaign in there, which is freaking cool. awesome. Um, yeah. but you know Can't what, wait, let, let, let's get Mr. Joanna dark, but before we get to him, I want to just throw, where is it over here? Let me see. Uh, King Ken actually, I'm gonna throw his, his, his comment up here and, and I couldn't agree more. That game needs more praise for just being fun and unique. And that's the thing that you hear most people talk about. Uh, Mr. Joanna dark. I want you to try, try and elaborate on that. Forza horizon five is just a fun game. Some people like myself. I can't put a finger on it. What do I like more? Drag racing, jumping, uh, finding cars, finding the bar finds, getting all the signs. I honestly don't know, but everything that I do in that game makes me smile from ear to ear. What what, what are your takes on the 15 million mark? I think it's a huge accomplishment and, you know, kudos out to that team. You know, I'm only good at Mario Kart, so I never been <laughs> at a racing game. Okay? <laughs> um, or give me Twisted Metal or, or Vigilante 8. Um, uh, V8 is great. What yeah, it's I a think, classic. What makes Forza special is the fact that it's very accessible. Yes. Um, I think Matt was talking about his wife getting into racing and loving Forza. I'm not good at racing games, so I went into the options and I put on, you know, the baby mode uh, things that you can put on there so I don't crash and I can enjoy this game. The other part is the social aspect of just jumping in with friends and just kind of, ra- you know, racing around and just doing crazy, you know, jumps off mountains. And I think. It's something that um, in Sarah Bond's, you know, interview this week, you know, when you when you create something that's fun and engaging, people are going to come. And it's part of the Game Pass effect where they're creating these games like Forza, like Halo, that are fun and engaging. And most importantly, with the fact that the platform allows you to engage with it on not only the console, the cloud, your mobile device. You know, I love the fact that I can literally be in my car got my backbone and I can just jump into a race and kind of get whatever achievements that I need to. Um, and that allows more people to experience that um, because we all know right now the the development costs and the fact that sometimes when you have these unestablished franchises and Forza is not one of those, um, it's kind of hard to tell somebody, hey, why don't you drop this amount of money on a game? So Game Pass continues to also help with discovery and allowing people to try these games that maybe were never racing fans at all. Um, and I think it's just overall a huge accomplishment. I mean, so many people went in and purchased that early access pass, which brings to another point where um, 
you know, going into this article, you know, when you build your game to be fun, the monetization, the monetization will come versus building your game the other way of kind of gotcha mechanics sometimes where it's about pay me first and then enjoy the game. Um, you can play Forza and never have to buy any of the DLC and just race for hours. Um, you can take pictures if you like to do photography. So I think the fact that the game is not Very just a racing point. game, um, but it's more of an evolution of what you want it to be, I think is also a big factor to it. And that's a, I mean, that's a fantastic point. The game really is what you make of it. Uh, there are, there, there are races in this. I don't think a lot of people, I don't know how far, I, I'm level 116 where, I, and I kind of just stopped because I'm, I'm playing so many games. Uh, you, what you're seeing is old footage. It's people like, oh my God, Boom's only level 14. What is he talking about? No, no, I'm actually a level 116 and I'm, you know, I, I'm just, I, I got to get back to it, but I'm just, there's just too many games. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to finish Guardians of the Galaxy, one of the greatest games of 2021. My God, if you didn't, if you did not listen, whether you're an MCU fan, whether you're a single player fan, you got to play this game, but I'm going to say this. Yeah. If you have read comics as a kid, if you love the MCU films, if you love, you know, nerding out and going to the den of nerds like I do every day to listen to what Josh has to say, take the time to interact with, don't blow through the game just as a game. Go talk to the characters because you can and will miss so much of the best writing I've ever seen in the game, especially if you are a fan of the MCU. If you are a fan of Marvel, the deep cuts that are dropped in here in just conversation pieces is freaking mind-blowing. And I'm going to just give you a quick one. I know we're talking about fours, and we're going to move on to them, but I got to tell you about this. I was I was talking to Gamora, just a conversation, <laughs> Right. And she says, yeah, there are not a lot of humans in outer space. And uh, uh, Star-Lord goes, yeah, well, he goes, yeah, there, there aren't, but there is one. And, and I'm like, okay, who are they going to say? They, they mentioned Nova by first and last name. I was like, holy shit, are you kidding me? Like, What? There yeah. again, just just yeah, the level of detail is insane, and the it's, humor is is absolutely excellent. I remember running into that big hall with tons of enemies, and someone is screaming, "Enemies at twelve o'clock!" And Trex <laughs> just, I don't think the time matters right yes, now. Yes, yes, it's just an awesome game, and and the eighties rock music is it's just yeah, uh, it, it's. Yeah, it's it's again, it's 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 probably coming to Game Pass, just like Avengers did. Um, it's probably you can pick it up for under thirty bucks still right now. Uh, so go out there and do it, rent it, buy it, get it from GameFly, play this game. It's not gonna. I'm telling you, and only an hour in, you're gonna be like, I'm not. I'm gonna see this through. I'm just not going into my uh, my uh, backlog. I, I I just can't. But. We gotta move on, folks. I'm. I, I mean, we, we could have made this the Guardians of the Galaxy podcast, and maybe <laughs> James Gunn would have swung through because he retweeted my and favorited my tweet about it. So, yes, I am famous. Anyway, let's get into topic number two. And listen, folks, uh, Halo Infinite uh, is a game that uh, was dragging a significant amount of baggage behind it for a multitude of reasons. And the end game was nothing short of the best Halo 
I think a head that has come out of 343, and I said this in my review, which I gave it a 10 out of 10, folks. Is it perfect? No, but it is a 10 out of 10. And I'll say this Halo Infinite, whether you look at it from the one side of the coin being multiplayer or flip it around to the other side of the coin being single player, I I will say this publicly. I they have outdone Bungie. This has become my favorite Halo only behind, I mean, and, and what's following close behind is Halo 3, which was my all-time favorite. This has moved into the number one position. 343 had completely knocked this out of the park. They blew through expectations. And like I said, are they missing things? Yes. Forge was not there. Corp was not there. I know for a lot of people that was that was bothersome. And they took points off for it. And I hear you. But what we're going to get into right now is specifically what Jason, uh, I say, I'm going to say Jason Statham. Like we always make that mistake on prime time. Forget about it. It's, it's, banana, it's bananas. Joseph Staten has returned from his vacation. He posted something on Twitter. And now we're going to elaborate on what comes next. Because we understand as fans of multiplayer that Halo is going to have a life of its own and it's going to have more outfits, it's going to have more armor, it's going to have more weapon skins, it's going to have bigger maps, it's going to have more content. That's It's a free-to-play game. It's going to evolve, like all of the free-to-play games. But I kind of want to talk about what happens next in single-player because I thought that the, uh, the climax uh, cliffhanger ending was bonkers good. Now, some people didn't like it. I absolutely loved it sat back in my chair with my control and was like, wow, that was indeed an ending. Well, this is what he had to say uh, on Twitter yesterday. He says this, my holiday vacation is over. Time to jump back in. I'm fired up to help make 2022 the best year for Halo ever. And of course, I got to go to Pong. Pong, listen, one of the big things that a lot of people want to know when it comes to Halo, is, well, what's next? Now, real quick, before I lose it, I, I got I to gotta thank a couple of people. Some Super Chats came in, Pong. The first one comes to us from Sour Blow Gaming, good friend of the show. Wow, he drops an outstanding and extremely generous $20 Super Chat and says, Microsoft, Microsoft should make deals with Halo, um, HBO, Disney, or Netflix so Xbox can use their IPs for games, and then they can use Xbox IPs also with studios like Embracer Group to make games exclusive to Game Pass platforms when Xbox IPs are involved. That's 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 pretty interesting, and I wouldn't be surprised if they... I mean, they're already working with Disney because uh, there's one of the perks you get Disney Plus for, for free for a month, so that's, that's, that's the start of it. Hey, our good brother, 3-Bit, wherever you are, brother, we are can't wait for you to get yourself back here as one good-looking kid, and he's smart as attack, or sharpest attack, I should say. Three-bit, whenever you're ready, brother, your chair is waiting. He drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, wish I could join y'all on break at work. 
Great looking panel. Stay dope. Well, indeed, we will, brother. And we do miss you very, very much. Um, oh, Brian Hopkins, generous friend of the show. He says this after dropping a very generous $5 super chat. My goodness, boom. What a stacked panel today. Some of my favorite podcasting folks all in one place. So good. Cheers. Well, thank you, Brian, for that. Definitely appreciate the, the, the generosity, but more so the very uh, uplifting compliment. But, uh, Pong, what... Can Xbox gamers expect from Joseph Staten to bring to single player in 2022 for Halo? Do they continue the story? Do we get the rumored story events? Are we going to play as Locke and find out what the heck happened? Well, they've still got a lot on their plate, Boom. Uh, yeah. But, you know, again, getting some of the missing features that you just alluded to uh into the game is obviously priority number one i imagine for them uh because they understand that those things were um you know promise expected however you want to put it um and they got to get those in there however they obviously have a roadmap with halo infinite halo infinite whether we want to say it's a 10-year plan or not uh again we'll we'll that's kind of a wait and see thing, but there obviously has to be continuous drops of content um, to keep the player base engaged in this game. And one of those main parts is going to be the story. And we know that they've set it up for expansions. We know that they set it up to take uh, different aspects of the lore that Halo has, which is expansive and bring it to life on our screens. And I think that they've got to have something prepared this year for both multiplayer, getting all of those features like co-op, forge, etc., in there, fixing, continuously fixing, uh, and updating what needs to be done. Uh, you know, the community has given them a lot of feedback, not all of it, uh, you know, positive, and they, they can take some of that and start making strides in there as well. But then you have the story. And I think that, again, with their plan for Infinite, with how they set this up, with the open world aspect, with the kind of we can go anywhere, um, you know, uh, aspect of Halo Infinite, I think that that's what we're going to start to see. And I think that uh, in their roadmap, I'm sure they've got it planned out now, you know, executing that getting it done uh, for this year is going to be uh, another part of that. Obviously they've got a lot on their plate. They've had a lot on their plate just to get this thing to launch. Um, and they've done a great job. And obviously Joseph Staten has brought a lot of calmness and uh, to the team uh, since he got put in place, whether that's just us from the outside looking in, whether that was something that was already going to happen, we don't know. But since Joseph has gotten there, it seems like they've gotten a lot of things uh, down pat and they've gotten uh, a nice clear vision going forward so I do expect this year that we will see an expansion of the story now the, whether that's a continuation uh, directly from the campaign that was played or whether that's just dropping us something a small side story again from the lore uh, that we have not seen anything of you know that's to that's to be seen right that that's something that we're going to have to wait on um personally i think that we get an expansion to the campaign towards the end of this year uh i that's definitely a, you do that's you know what that's super yeah. smart because yes. let's say for instance um it's it's a significant chunk let's say it's yep. a big big chunk it is kind of like another 
Halo launch during the holiday. Correct. Correct. And you, you, again, they've seen, they've got so many models. It's not like they're breaking new ground here. There's so many models of games that have done this. I mean, look at for uh, Forza Horizon. We were just talking about Forza Horizon. Forza Horizon over the past has done a fantastic job of yeah. releasing new content and expansion at the right times, right? That have regenerated that hype or have reinvigorated the base once again to jump back in. You know, the Hot Wheels is the biggest one that everybody talks about because my absolute favorite because right. man, as a kid, I had those sets. Right, and- right, <laughs> exactly. So so again, 343 already has this in practice out there and, and obviously tons of other publishers, third party, everybody's kind of done this with certain games. So they already know how to do this, but internally they also know what it can do. So I think it would be perfectly set up sometime late this year, uh, fall headed into winter, maybe right around the holiday time again to give us another campaign expansion while all the rest of the year, you guys are dropping new multiplayer stuff. You guys are expanding out all that good stuff, getting Forge in there, getting co-op in there. How great would it be to be able to have co-op drop later this year, sometime around summertime, go back through the campaign again. Everybody likes to do it. You know, yeah. for those that don't do legendary, uh, you know, the lasso with uh, obviously by themselves, some people just wait until they can have a co-op partner in there with them and play it through. Get that uh, in the summer. Everybody gets to play through the campaign one more time, co-op style, and then you drop an expansion come right around the holidays or or sometime in that neighborhood. Man, you're just talking about a continuous, and that's what they need, right? That's for yep. that engagement. Continuously bringing people back into the fold again, even those people that may not be the multiplayer uh, sweaties out there, the multiplayer fans. Do you bring those people back in one more time? And again, for the next years upcoming, it'd be a perfect opportunity to do that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's what I expect. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, Boxenberger, listen, one thing that I think that uh, we have not really brought to the conversation is that when a game comes out, whatever game it is, whether it be from Sony, Nintendo, or Microsoft, as fans, I think we all gravitate to, okay, when is the sequel coming? How long do we have to wait for the sequel? We're always asking that. We're, we're, we are all spoiled gamers. That's the truth. And I'm in that conversation. A game comes out, you beat it. You're like, okay, what's next? And and they're like, man, can we? This team is like, can we breathe? Can can we yeah, live? Yeah. But <clears throat> Halo is a, in a unique position where it's a ten year plan. They're going to be building what they're going to be adding penthouses to the level that they've already put down, right? The foundation for multiplayer and single player is there. A lot of people quite enjoyed it. It's doing very well. People are still talking about it. Where do they go from here? What do you expect them to deliver in 22? Yeah. um, What do I expect them to deliver? I think they will use um, the Halo Infinite as that returning game as kind of a game pass um, or, or gap filler. We will have uh, certain gaps over the summer and spring where we have some some smaller gaps, and then they can perfectly use that to fill the 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 yeah emptiness uh, that is probably there for for one or two months. Um, but content wise, of course, new maps, new modes, uh, stuff like that. I uh, will be really uh, excited to play Halo in co-op. And when that, I think it will be April. They said six months after launch, so that would make April. 
the first big update where they start with a season two, where mm-hmm. they start um, bringing out co-op. Um, let's see if they deliver that ray tracing update as well. Um, but yeah, that's what I think. I don't think we will see a story a DLC this year. I, mm. I, I don't think so. I think um, they will focus on multiplayer on the multiplayer mode in the first year, and um, then in the second year they uh, they will hopefully so in twenty three I hopefully uh, they will add some some DLC. I still don't think that uh, the ten year plan that they have means that they are just releasing updates for Halo Infinite for the next ten years. Um, I don't think that the game would be fit for that, to be honest. Ten years is such a long time. I think they will do the Destiny kind of thing, where they just uh, Destiny was also released with a ten-year plan. That doesn't mean that the that you that they update Destiny one over and over and over again. Um, it it meant that they at a certain point they release a, an iteration, and I think the same will happen with Halo Infinite. In like four or five years, we will get a Halo Infinite 2 or whatever it will be called. But the foundation of that game will be Halo Infinite. Um, so yeah, what what do I hope that Joseph Staten is doing? Um, listen, I was I was talking to a bunch of guys I was playing Halo with the other day in, in party chat. We had that Warzone mode in Halo 5. And I really love that. That PvPVE uh, mode where you played against another team and against uh, some AI enemies. Uh, that was just awesome. And I do hope that they bring that back that mode. Uh, that would be really cool. Um, yeah, so we shall see what, what uh, the team at 343 has in store for us. Um, but I think uh, we can expect a lot of content. Halo will be constantly in the news over the course of this year. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, listen, before I bring Mav in, let me catch up with some of the Super Chats. Drawn TJ drops an additional $5 Super Chat and says, where are the rest of the 11 maps they promised uh, would be there at launch? And do you think we're going to get story DLC? See, uh, uh, Boxenberger says, no, I say yes, as a matter of fact. I think we are going to get story content. I don't know, and, and, and I agree with Pong. I think they released that in the fall in a monster update. Uh, giving uh, us something single player to go in, you know, by ourselves or even co- with co-op because co-op is going to be coming in the middle of the year. I, I, well, maybe it's me hoping more so than I'm going to stake my my claim here. I, I, I think that because with a game this big, you would have to imagine that on the cutting room floor, like in film. There's got to be stuff that they could not add because there wasn't time or it just didn't make sense for the story they were trying to tell. So, like, everyone, and I think anyone that is a Halo fan, really wants to know what happened to Locke and Team Osiris. Where are they? What are they doing? So I think that it, 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 it's got to be. Now, is it going to be a 30-hour romp? I don't know, to be honest with you. I would love it to be a 10-hour-plus a DLC that's added that gives us the ability. Because I, I would like to use Locke, uh, but in a way that tells a story. Give us – see, that's, that, that's where 5 failed. Locke is an interesting character. Team Osiris is interesting, and I want to know, and I want to use every one of them, but there wasn't enough there to sink my teeth in, to appreciate. Now we want to know what happened to Locke, what happened to Buck, what happened to the rest of the crew. 
And they could do that in this big update. We could find out because remember, we, we we're getting this information from logs. But I want to be told a story. I want to sit back and say, yeah, now I now I really know what happened. Um, but let me just grab, grab these two super chats that I just missed the first. OK, so that was drawn TJ. And the other one comes to us from. Where are you? Chris R. drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, will Xbox Game Studios ever address its contractor problem? A problem at 343 was contractors leaving after two years, less workers for content. It's, you know, it's it's interesting. And I, and I, but but it's not just 343. I mean, I, I don't have a lot of connections to studios, but I do know for an absolute fact that once a major IP is done, that those contractors they're hot footing it to the next pay date and that's that's just standard fare um if you know i can't say that what 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 should they do should 343 hire them permanently i i i don't know that's why they're 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 freelance it's it's very common practice in the gaming industry it it only makes sense if you think about uh, the development cycle Uh, let's say for instance a play tester you don't need play testers for five years yeah you really don't you need them for, for a year at the end, you need them in an increased amount and then you move on to the next projects and for the next three to four years, you don't have really work for them. And similar things goes, for instance, for artists that do things like texture work and stuff. This is perfect contract work that you can outsource and it's really, really common. There's I don't see a problem there. That's standard thing uh, across the entire industry. So... Yeah, it's 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 interesting, but let's uh let's get Mav. Mav, what are you expecting from Halo? Because you are a big Halo fan. Uh, you're a big Halo oh, yeah. player. You stream Halo. You were just streaming Halo last night, as a matter of fact. Um, what are you expecting three four three to deliver this year? Um, I'm I'm kind of more with with Pong on this one. I I think that. Uh... I, I, Do you think I they have to of, deliver a single player? I, I don't think event. they have to, but I think it would be in their plans. Like if they, this game was designed, and this is where I differ from Archimedes a little bit for that ongoing content, right? And they left it at the end of the game for that reason, right? That's how it ended. And yeah. I think that the teams, I, I agree that there's going to be a huge focus on getting things up to what's what's missing. That's priority number one. Also, the, there's the multiplayer, but that's a different team than the single player team, right? Like they divvy up, like uh, that's just the way they goes. They have their multiplayer, uh, the, uh, the multiplayer guys. They have their single player guys. And Joe Staten, he focuses on the single player, the story, the lore, and also uh, getting all of that stuff in the direction that it needs to go. But didn't and, he? Didn't he get the promotion and is now overseeing all things Halo? He um, is, but his he back, is, yes. He is, but his background is still with the story. And it just like okay, in a football team, a head coach comes in, you know, you get like Bill Parcells, right? You're gonna have a good defense, right? Because he's a defensive coach. I don't know uh, what that means. Yeah, yeah I, know yeah, I know what it means. You need to talk in soccer terms here, yeah. <laughs> um so like as far as Joe Staten, that's what his background is. His his, his story and and cre- creative. He's a creative led led guy, right? Uh, he's a writer, and his focus for the most part is single player stuff, right? So he's going to go in there and he's going to get uh, the, everybody focused, just like he did with the last year, getting everything focused and ready for development. But also with they have to have a strategic plan for content. They, I believe. That, 
that what they said in the 10-year plan. He's even went in to say games of service when he's been referring to the campaign, okay? So he can't use that term, games of service, as an excuse for content not to be there without the expectation of content is going to be continuing. And I think that's going to be a plan. Now, whether it's the end of this year, that's, that's, that's the question, but... I would See, I, I, I'm 100% with you there, uh, and I would have probably, uh, or I'd say that was probably the, the, the plan at some point, but uh, given all the delay and everything that has happened in the studio and with the pandemic, I, I am not sure if they have single-player content ready this year. Well, uh, it, they, oh, I, uh, here's the thing. The, the hardest thing to do is get the game shipped, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, they get a new engine out. They got the template stuff there. They got everything in the pipeline now. Usually the way these games go in the history is once they get out, then the focus becomes on just adding content to it and adding things to it. It becomes more of a streamlined process. And if they get that correct, they can pump out content pretty quickly. I, it just depends on how big the chunks are that they're yep. putting in there, right? If they have like an extra three or four hour little thing at the end of the year, that's a good substantial amount. You can add stuff to the single player as well add more lore, add a new like enemy type. There's a lot of different things you can do, but I think it is going to go more in the future, the direction of Destiny, where you have these releases uh, yes. where Destiny now has like, okay, uh, we got the Witch Kings, uh, and we got these other things that are all keep dropping. It creates a lot of excitement and hype around that community because there's so much content that's added, and that happens every year right now, right? So it seems like that's going to be the future of Halo. And that for me is not a bad thing because what they launched with was a complete experience in my opinion. Yeah. hundred percent. Right? Yes. Oh, 100%. Well, if they, if they add on top of that for the next 10 years, even if you have to pay for some of these larger expansions, right. I I'm okay with that. Cause even some of the larger expansions are, are at a decent price, but I think a lot of it's going to be free content. They're going to have some paid for content yeah. and you're also going to have it add things to the multiplayer. The other thing that, uh, the, the um, comment that was made about the other 11 maps that were promised, they actually never promised that. That was actually a leak from a uh, list of maps that spread out onto the internet where everybody has the list of all the map names. Uh, For a free-to-play model, it doesn't make sense to just launch everything at once. You're going to get everybody in, and then with these seasonal updates, you're going to get more maps over time. That helps get the pipeline going. You also get your multiplayer team more time to focus on these things, and if you just dump 20-something maps right away at launch on a game like this, that's like a lot, right? Never been done yeah. before in any Halo game ever. This is actually about what you would expect at launch, the amount they launched with. So um, sometimes we take these leaks and what seems pretty concrete, I believe, in a lot of the stuff that was leaked, but it doesn't necessarily mean it was going to be there at launch, right? It just means yeah, that it could be in the plans. Yeah. So I, I think, man, we're in store for Halo Infinite to be freaking making us busy over the next at least five or six years right like I mean, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a blast yeah yeah i think so and i and finish off this topic for us mr joanna dar because we have a monster topic that has several segues that is going to close out the last hour of the show which of course is we're going to be talking about uh, the uh, interview with Phil Spencer, what he had to say about Xbox Game Pass, how many consoles have been sold, uh, the the uh, many analysts or a, a specific analyst is talking 12 million combined consoles sold uh, for Xbox 
uh, whether that's Little Man and, of course, uh, Series X. And we're also going to be talking about Xbox Game Pass in 2022 and a few other things. A lot of segues, a lot of great talk. But, uh, Mr. Joanna Dark, what are you personally expecting specifically from the single-player aspect of Halo Infinite in 2022? From the single player, you know, I think they said they cut content originally. Yeah, so they did. They, they, that that's confirmed. Probably yes. there, and yeah, maybe maybe when Jason um, looked at this and said, "Hey, you know what? Maybe this can be something we can drip feed, or you know, later after we launch the campaign and kind of leave you with that wanting more." Um, I can see maybe some content being ready, depending which character they're going to jump into. I think Locke would be a great way to kind of go, or maybe Blue Team or or Cyrus or something, something small. Um, and it would be great, I think, with what Mav said, like a huge update, um, promising maybe some of the ray tracing, some of the extra stuff that they said they were going to give. So what a great way to relaunch the campaign with some of the updates that they said were coming down the road um, and say, hey, look, now it has X, Y and Z of these enhancements and it's going to look better and then drop some of that story content. I think Destiny, when it first launched, um, it had, I think, the, what is the House of Wolves or something? I think it was called the expansion. So it had yeah, some I think that story was the content one. at least for yeah. the first year. Um, and maybe it's something that, you know, I would love for E3 2022. Everything's announcing at the end. It just says, you know, available now. And people just flock over uh, to play some of that campaign um, and give us a nice hype trailer. I think they are going to focus, especially um, on multiplayer and getting some of those things going, especially when it comes to, you know, continuing to improve how cosmetics works and kind of the progression. And then, of course, making sure that the you know, co-op is in there. And, and that would be a great way, you know, what if you do get a, a, a blue team or a team of Cyrus a DLC and the co-op's in there? That's another great incentive to kind of get people hyped up as well with all those other things. So is it a possibility? Sure. Um, if um, And it would be cool to kind of get a little bit more of the story instead of having to wait uh, next year. Yeah, I agree. And and I think that regardless of when in the year you drop this content, it is going to uh, make people come back to Halo specifically for single player. Uh, I do like what uh, Pong is putting down with having it be uh, the end of the year, close out the year strong. I mean, obviously, we know that uh, uh, through what they're going to be releasing for first part of this year, it's, it, we, we have this, uh, an assumption that it's going to be four bangers. And uh, that's one per quarter that they were talking about about a year ago. And it seems like early on in this generation, they are already delivering the one uh, one per quarter. Last year, they delivered six. And we also have word that um, um, Age of Empires 4 coming to Xbox Series X and S in the form of controller use, which is pretty dope. Um, and uh, I, I think this is going to be a stellar year for Xbox. If you look at what they have... Uh, you know, you have obviously the big bomb at the end from Bethesda and Starfield. That is going to change people's lives. And it's got Howard returning in a way that he... Praise be his name. Praise be his name, (laughs) indeed. Um, Boom. um, Depending on when the games that are been announced like Redfall and some of the first parties drop, maybe it gets pushed over and you have maybe a gap in the month that you want to kind of fill. Maybe you don't have a deal. I think that'll be the perfect kind of leading. You also don't want to take it away from Starfield. Um, Right, right. You you definitely don't want to step on each other's toes for sure because, you know, you you have yeah, continue. But you keep literally, like always, in the mindshare Halo, Forza, Redfall, Starfield, and you just keep going. 
Well, you also have Death Loop coming to the Xbox. That obviously is, is is launched on the PlayStation Five to a significant amount of um, awards, uh, a lot a lot of recognition. That's coming to Xbox. That's going to be new for a lot of people. I bought it on the PlayStation Five because I didn't want to wait. I'm going to play it on the Xbox when it releases later this year. Uh, and of course, the uh, new Forza Motorsport is expected this year with the new engine. It, it is going to be a solid, solid year. Hey, for boom. xbox yes sir i got i gotta add something again for uh halo infinite right now because i just remembered something and i and i and i really think that this is something we should consider as well okay. with this co-op okay uh pong had shared something with me a couple weeks back about it like a actually uh cut scene that was like cut from the game uh that had gotten leaked and so there was a video on youtube and it was an actual cutscene that was refer- referencing co-op that was oh. actually cut out of the main campaign of the game and you could actually watch it and it was in engine and everything uh early it was alpha right uh so you could definitely tell that but i think with the possibility over this next year as well this co-op that we're used to this specific traditional type of halo co-op experience if their plan is really pushing content for the future of this franchise going forward over the next several years it would be a really good idea for them to make sure this co-op aspect is as big and flushed out as possible. So whenever this co-op drops, the content we may be seeing focused coming after that may be very co-op focused as well, right? It may be very multiplayer focused because that is Microsoft's MO with engagement, drawing people in together for uh, to, to have fun and play games. Like I think that um, we should really keep an eye on how big... They are going to go with co-op in Halo Infinite. And I think that could be one of the reasons why it didn't make the launch. It just wasn't where they wanted it to be. It's a, that's so. that's an interesting theory, and, and, and I like what you're putting down. I, I think you might be onto something, and I think when co-op finally releases and we get the complete package, maybe we'll all sit back and say, oh, now I understand. Yeah, like, holy crap. Now, this is Holy crap, than, this was well worth yeah. the wait, because, yeah, that, that, that's, that's an interesting uh, theory. But let's get to what took the world by storm on Monday. And it is something that has become, as Xbox fans, almost a typical thing. Like when something doesn't happen for Xbox on a Monday, we get like this, devastated. Because we're so we're so used <laughs> to Microsoft just dropping big bombs on Mondays. Well, this Monday happened to have Phil Spencer, head of Xbox, sit down with the New York Times, um, which is a big publication here in New York, obviously. And he broke down a significant amount of real good conversational pieces. And one of which comes on the heels of a report from Daniel Ahmad. Now, if you don't know who he is, he is an analyst who has you know, gotten some things wrong, sure. But for the most part, he is a public-facing uh, person in the community that does bring up the numbers game. And he tweeted out that this, uh, uh, according to the tweets, he simply says this, uh, this would put Xbox Series X and S over 12 million shipped, according to our estimates. The Duel's SKU, as, as it's known, or the SKU strategy has paid off for Microsoft amid the supply chain's issues slash semiconductor shortage. Increased production of the S allowed for more Xboxes on the shelves than they would have uh, if they only had the Series X. Now, we do have a story from Eurogamer, and I want to just pull a, a quote from Phil Spencer's interview with the New York Times, where he says this. 
supply is actually as big as it's ever been. It's that demand is exceeding the supply for all of us. At this point, we've sold more this generation of Xboxes, which is the Xbox Series X and S, than we have any previous version of the Xbox. Now, that is, in fact, definitely saying something for sure. I mean, what 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 could you say? Um What's leading the charge? And, and again, I don't have this as facts. It's just my personal opinion. It, I, I think that Microsoft is specifically um, releasing more Series S than X because they can, in fact, do it. And it, it's a smart play because it's only $300. And it seems to be selling like hotcakes. People are talking about it in the chat. Um, but, you know, uh, it's let's start with Pong. Uh, this is this is this is going to be an ever growing topic for the remainder of the show because we're talking about the sales of Xbox. So I want to keep it, you know, uh, somewhat contained. And then we're going to move on to Xbox Game Pass because there is something happening there, uh, and uh, it's something that Jeff Grubb said uh, er, uh, late last year that a lot of people look skimmed over the top. And he specifically said, and I quote: "Microsoft has billions with an S." That's right, and a B, BS, billions set aside for Game Pass deals in 2022. Okay, so before we get to what you have to say, a lot of people in the chat are suggesting that Microsoft should race out to get one of the biggest games. Uh, what's the Souls game that's coming out? Um, Elden, Elden, Ring. Elden, Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Now, that's one that if you asked me flat out, I say no. There's just no way that that happens. But I'm going to be honest with you. If let's just say, for instance, Microsoft dropped a $500 million bag at their feet and says in Game Pass day and day, because they have the marketing rights from what we understand. They lost those marketing be, rights. They lost it, you said? They, that deal did not go through. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's what everybody's have. assuming. That's why it didn't show up at, at Microsoft's yeah. Xbox's show is because that would have been the normal. But they... they Grub again has insinuated that Sony probably stepped in and from does not want to ruin that relationship with Sony. And so again, that's all hearsay. It's all rumor. It's conjecture, but didn't Sony invest from software as well. Pong, if I'm correct, they invested a small amount in they invested. Yeah, they invested. uh, Yeah, they did invest in from software. I was thinking about square Enix. They, they sold those shares back, but yeah, no from, I think they do have a small investment, but again, it's all rumor. It's all conjecture. It's it, it is what it is, but there's a reason why it didn't show up at the, at the Xbox show when supposedly there was a deal on the table for marketing rights, supposedly okay. that deal did not. Come well, out. you know what? To, to that point, if that yeah. in fact is true, and I believe not, you, you, you've jogged my memory and I do remember that. I will mm-hmm. say this money cures all ill in business. And I know that a lot of people are going to take this and run with the, with, with a, with a, a ridiculous console war narrative that it has to, it has to be on PlayStation. Otherwise it's no good folks. It's it's uh, it's not show friends as Everborn Saga says. It is show business, and this is a business. And if Microsoft turns around and let's just say, for instance, they dropped half a billion dollars and said we want this in Xbox Game Pass, I I find it hard to believe that because it's a niche game. Remember this, folks. Remember this. Elden Ring looks uh, looks amazing. 
But there are going to be, uh, you have your hardcore guys and gals that are going to play this. There's going to be a lot of people like, I'm not spending the money on that because that's not my type of game. But if it was an Xbox Game Pass, well, that's a, that's a horse of a different color. And you know what? Maybe there's bonuses attached to, for every download, you get extra amount of monies. And all you have to do is look at what happened with Forza Horizon. Sure, it's first party, but 15 million players is a lot of players. Uh, that's And here's something that's even more interesting to the conversation before I let Pong take it away. We say 15 million. Is that half? Is, is that 50% of Xbox Game Pass subscribers potentially downloading this game? Well, that's a pretty big number that if you were a company looking to move your niche-esque title, Pong, do you, do you shy away worrying about if you're going you're gonna to piss off people at Sony? No, you go where the money is. Hmm. If you're from, I don't know if you do. Boom. Yes. There's, there, there's a price for everything, right? And right. there'd be some, there'd be some, there's a price. Everyone, everyone has a price. <laughs> everyone has a price, right? <laughs> so I, I'm not going to say never, but I'm just going to say, I think that it would be so expensive that I think that it would, that Xbox wouldn't do it. I don't think that they're willing for one game to go out of their way even with one that is as hyped as Elden Ring, because like you said, it's not, it, it's still a niche genre, right? But it's still the, a niche but, title. Yeah, but you know, Pong, look, I, listen, I, I, I know we're not going to agree on this, no matter what yeah. I put on the table, but yeah. here's the thing. But yeah. when you consider a niche game yeah. going into Xbox Game Pass, you say you don't know if it's worth it for Microsoft. I beg to differ because there's a couple of factors here. That game, if you live here in New York with me, is yeah. going to cost you seventy six forty three yeah. after Correct. tax. Okay, Correct. Microsoft looks at it and says we drop a bag on it. Now they would not have put billions uh, set aside out of right. their financials if they didn't expect to drop some big deals. Elden Ring potentially being one of them, simply because they understand that it could be a drawer to get people into the service that are not currently there. Correct. It is the biggest. It is the biggest game of 2022. Oh, I don't know about that. Starfield I, is still bigger. Come well, on. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. We, <laughs> no, we, we, look, we look, look, boom. I see. I, I see what you're saying, and I and I understand. Again, we we talk we talk a lot of the business, a lot of the chess moves, and yes, d- would it make sense to do it? Of course it would. But again, from a business standpoint, from a plan, and how Xbox, we, we'll never know what how they've got their money laid out or set aside, and and how they've got it allocated, and what they're looking to do with it. Right? There's a lot more months than just February. Right? And so they've got to think about that too again would i do it if if there was you know if if there was if cost was not a a part of it of course i would elden ring's got a ton of hype people are already calling it to be game of the year before it even launches so there's a lot to be added to game pass if you do do something like that again i'm a big proponent of them going spending money and getting more jrpgs into the service even though those are considered niche because that you have to have that diversity so yes elden ring would be a big get boom i understand completely where you're coming from and but, i'm not a souls guy so correct. you know what i'm saying but they, yeah, neither they am i me. they got neither, me. neither am i and i'm going to try elden ring this is going to be my final attempt at a souls game i'm going to try to get into to Elden Ring. It is my final attempt at doing that. Um, so I understand completely what you're saying. I think it would be more 
likely that Dying Light 2 is your February Game Pass game. You know, it's funny you say that because I, I think you're absolutely onto something. Um, I, I couldn't find the official where I read this. I, I know that one of the many of the insiders said this. We had word, and I talked about it on the uh, um, episode 10 of X-Log. If you missed it, go check it out because I break down the next eight studios that are coming to Xbox Game, uh, to Xbox game Studios. And it's 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 well thought out. I, that script took me a bit to get together. It's twenty minutes in and out. Go check it out. But we kept hearing last year that Microsoft injected a significant amount of money into that team so they could yeah. finish Dying yeah. Light Two. Yeah. Now again, I could not remember or find where the f I've heard that, and I yeah. know I heard it multiple times. And I said it in the video, if in fact that is the truth, there are a couple of takeaways besides an acquisition that I still think is going to happen. That game is Game Pass day and date. Guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, I that's that's my best guess. Uh, so, um, you know, that'd be my best guess. For February, I think that's the big one. Now, uh, shout out to Windows Central who showed up here. I don't know if it's Jez or Miles. Oh, uh, but, yes. but yeah, they're in the chat. It's, I think it's and, Miles. And, is hey, it Miles? Miles okay. My hey, Miles. Good to see you, Give brother. Give the praise for Elden Ring. It's Miles. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, Jez. Yeah. Jez now believes yeah. that Souls games are the best ever. So you know it could be either one at this, this point. Is Miles. This is but Miles, Miles yeah. said Evil's Evil Dead is the get for Game Pass in February. Well, well indeed, yes. That could be another one as well. That's if definitely outside the box. Evil Dead. Where do yeah. you think Mr. Boomstick comes from? This right, it comes from Evil Boomstick. Dead. There you go. So there you go. <laughs> now it's all <Walking> Miles. <laughs> uh, I converted Jez. Yeah, it's Miles. That's awesome. Uh, no, I just think it's a it's a great conversation to have, Boom, and it's something that, like you said, with the billions set aside, there are the possibilities are endless. Right, what they could do with that, and any game is on the potential table for them to go and grab for game pass because i believe i firmly believe until their first party stuff is ready again this year that they are going to look to do one big game per month uh in game pass uh they're pulling a page right out of sony's book right right exactly and i think that that's what they that that's why those billions were set aside for this year last year we saw some of that with like outriders and and second extinction and that kind of stuff coming in but i think this year they go even bigger especially now that their hardware like we were just talking about uh the series s being more available uh, because they made that decision to start producing those because you can get two Series S to every one Series X. So I think that smart business decision there leads them into this year where now that the hardware is a little bit more available, I'm not going to say it's available, available, because we know it's not. It's still hard to get. But at the same time, as more people get this, I think this year they go for one big game per month in Game Pass. We already saw Extraction for January. What is that game going to be for February? Um, and so I think that, you know, those three uh, now with uh, Miles throwing out Evil Dead, Evil Dead, Dying Light 2, and Elden Ring, you've got three potential ones. I just think Elden Ring is the least likely just due to a lot of outstanding factors um, that are existing uh, You know, with From's relationship with Sony being the key one. I just don't see it happening, but it would be a great get. Don't get me wrong. It would be huge. It would be gigantic. It would blow up the internet for sure. Does the Evil Dead what? have an, uh, a release date yet? I don't know. Miles I, I seems it- to think it's February. Well, I, I see February, but I don't know if the exact date. The only thing yeah. that catches me off guard about um, Dying Light 2 is it's February 4th, and yeah. Rainbow Six Extraction is January, January 20th. 20th. So that's only right. like a two-week gap between those big Game Pass games. 
which I'm not saying that's going to kill that potentially, but uh, if Evil Dead was later in February, that might make a little bit more sense. Right. You know what? But before we let you go, um, uh, Pong, uh, yeah. on this particular topic, because we're going to bring you back around for the second half. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on the uh, the amount that that amount of consoles shipped for the Xbox Series X and S? Yeah, I mean, it's impressive and it has to do with their strategy. Right. And from what we've heard, there was a decision made to start producing more Series S mm -hmm. uh, instead of X's. Uh, in time for the holidays, knowing that, again, they could get that two-for-one um, kind of uh, advantage. And I think this goes back to, again, Xbox never could have foreseen the pandemic happening, right? They could never have done that. But all their not. planning, all their decisions prior to that led them to this moment where they could capitalize on the advantage that they created for themselves with this two-skew setup. Now, Sony has a two-skew setup, but it's only digital versus non-digital versus disc, right? So right. they don't have the same advantage uh, as Xbox does of having the Series X as your, your, your big heavy hitter, you know, the one that all your hard, diehards are going to run out and buy immediately. And then also having a system in the Series S that is priced to the point where People are, the masses are considering it. When they go Christmas shopping, when they go do that stuff, when they're looking at getting a system, a console for their family, right? And they're not, they're not the, the, the hardcore, they're not the diehard fan base, the people that need the best of the best, right? So then they look at Series X and go, oh God, $500. Okay. That's a little too much for the fam. Um, you know, look at PlayStation, God, $500 really? Uh, you know, well, I can do 400 if I could find a digital, but I can't find a PlayStation at all in any way, shape, or form, and Series X is in the same boat. So what can we do here? I don't really want to buy last-gen, you know, last-gen old hardware. Okay, Series S. Wow, $300, and I can get in to the ecosystem. I can get Game Pass, all these games. It's the perfect setup to have this kind of success during this time, especially when the systems are so hard to find, and yet Xbox is able to get these series s is out at a nice clip at a nice rate despite the shortage and be able to give people the opportunity to jump in now even if some of the you know the, the diehards are waiting on a series x they're jumping in even some of the people with the playstation 5s that just want to get in on the game pass action and get on some of the first party stuff that is dropping yep. with halo forza horizon look the series s is perfectly placed in the in in the grand scheme of things and that is something that xbox obviously had in mind when they created created the series s but all these other issues that have come up since they first thought about creating the series s have come into play to make the series s highly highly desirable right yeah. now and it's that's why you're seeing shelves this. And, it's and, flying and, off the shelves and I, it's not just xbox fans that no. are coming around to it no, no. And I've told this story for, for the holidays. We, we got the wife's youngest when he came back from California for Christmas vacation. We got him a Series S, right? Because he, he was sitting on a one. And, you know, he would love to have a Series X. His dad has a Series X down in California. But at the same time, he was like, no, no, I just, I just want a Series S. It's perfect for me. I don't have a 4K TV that can do 120, so I don't care. He was just right. like, no, nah, just give me a Series S. So we got him a Series S for Christmas because they were readily available 
at Target, right? We could get them. I can I can walk into Target today and they always have one to two on the shelves, which Crazy. is fantastic. No, it's great. It's awesome. So that is why they are seeing these numbers at the end of the day. Had they focused on you know just getting Series Xs out instead of Series Ss, we wouldn't see these types of numbers. It's because of that two to one ratio that Series S just flew off the shelves at that price point. It's a great companion console it's a great uh, console for families it's a great console for anybody who has not upgraded fully their whole tv setup and all that kind of stuff as we know a lot of people still have and a lot of people are still playing at 1080 we know yes. that and yeah. the series s doesn't matter and you still get the, all the great features of the series x in this small little powerful console for three hundred dollars plus game pass access to 400 plus games right now it is the best value in gaming and everybody is starting to realize that and that word of mouth spread like fire yes. during the holidays and all of a sudden you saw it you could see it even in our own little bubble on twitter here which we are a small part of the piece of the puzzle yep even here you could see people jumping in with the series s non-stop people are posting pictures talking about showing their kids opening up the series s for christmas all of that kind of stuff and it wasn't just the xbox fans it's reaching that mass uh of people out there in the world that are looking at video games as an entertainment form as we are sitting at home more and more hey what am i going to jump into here well the switch was switch is great but eh, it you know this is it's a switch and a lot of people went out and bought the switch too but at the same time if you want to get that current gen feel Series S is sitting right there for you. And I right think out of the box, it's super do. powerful. Yep. yep, exactly. And I think a lot of people realize that, and a lot of people, more and more people now are. And I can I expect them to continue with this strategy through this chip shortage that they're just going to produce more Series S for the time being. Um, so because the masses are catching on that Xbox has got something great going on here, and they're going to see those numbers skyrocket with the Series S. Uh, and I think it's just going to continue through this year as well. So uh, yeah. great, great numbers. Happy for Xbox. Again, a lot of their old planning that maybe they didn't realize how important it was going to be. They still had a strategy, and it was still a part of that strategy, but they didn't realize how important it was going to be at this time in 2020 2021 2022 that the that that it was going to lead them to this type of numbers and so but that's that's part of being good right that's part of luck is preparation you create well you know they're, they're doing something they're ahead of the curve and they're winning we've yeah. seen them unfortunately be ahead of the curve and lose uh yep. in the past uh you know uh, oh, zoom oh. is one of those things which my wife still uses by the way i love zoom love it she even yep. has the base box it's like literally was amazing right here um let's bring in boxenberger uh you know obviously uh pong is onto something here uh he says very simply that uh and we've heard this from numerous analysts that they are expecting this chip shortage to continue through 2023 that's that's saying something and somehow or another um all you hear about is you can't find a playstation 5 what you but what, what you are hearing also is that you can find a series s and the Series S proposition, along with Xbox Game Pass at $15 a month, seems to be really uh, propelling Microsoft uh, to these high numbers. Uh, that's a significant amount of consoles sold uh, and shipped, as opposed when you, when you, you know, because usually they are the third one behind and they are in the conversation. What, what are your thoughts on the report of this many consoles moved? 
Yeah, I mean, um, I'm glad to see that the that Xbox uh, and the strategy of, of Phil is catching on to the consumer market. Uh, whether the 12 million that we hear are true or not, uh, what we know is the fact that Phil Spencer is happy with the numbers because he said um, fastest selling console ever. The the uh, demand is exceeding the supply, um, stuff like that. So Xbox is really doing well, and it wouldn't uh, be doing that just because the console is available if the if the value proposition isn't there. And um, I'm glad that uh, people. Uh, outside of the hardcore gaming bubble now um, recognize uh, the value that Xbox is providing with the Xbox Series S specifically, but also, of course, with Game Pass and the entire ecosystem. I always say Xbox isn't just a console anymore. It's that it's it's, it's an, an entire ecosystem. Um, Mr. Janet Dark uh, mentioned xCloud earlier. All that uh, is bundled in, in when yep. you start to enter uh, or become an Xbox gamer. Um, so... That is is really cool. The idea to have such a, um, a lower t- uh, tiered console is just brilliant. Um, uh, many many gamers, especially in the console uh, gaming market, are the casual gamers, and that's exactly the target audience. Um, it's not just uh, the, the the series S wasn't designed for us. We here on the panel, the hardcore gamers, probably everyone in chat here is also uh, considering him or herself a, a hardcore gamer. Uh, but that wasn't the designed uh, target audience. It is the mass um, market. It's the casual gamers. And um, I know a lot of, of um, people who got an Xbox Series S over the last, let's say, six months or so, simply for the fact um, they play like five games a year they don't play like i play five, five games a month yeah um they play like <laughs> <laughs> uh, they play like four or five games a year um some of them um play on their tv mo- uh, on their on their pc monitors yeah um they don't see the value in a 500 euro uh, console. That's just not there for them. But a 300 buck um, console and that's one of those had, impulse buys. In, almost an impulse buy, yeah. especially when you got an older one. Yeah, yep, a yep. good friend of mine. He just traded in his one S at GameStop. Um, he got like they have yeah, actually think, a good deal. Yes, when you mentioned that, they give you a hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah, I think, it was, I think it was 120 euros or so. So in, in the end, he was ending uh, and, and then he handed in a, a couple of games as well. And uh, he was he went home with a Series S for like 100 euros. Uh, yeah, that's bananas. an impulse buy. Yes. And, and now he's happy for the next seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like, if, if we break that down, it's like, what, 15 euros a month, uh, a year that you yeah. that that you pay uh, to be able to play all the next gen games that's just just brilliant and for microsoft to focus on on those um of consoles in in production is also very smart yeah. um they can do it you can the the die size of the series s is only about half of the xbox series x so you can simply produce double the amount of chips uh, at the same time yeah, um, but yeah, I don't think that's that's the entire story. Uh, in the end, um, things are not... The semiconductor business isn't that short as we all 
call it out to be. It's actually other problems that we have around the globe with logistics and other parts missing. Um, so shipping is, is is a monster part of it. It's it's the biggest part uh, of the of the entire uh, shortage. Is it's it's not the availability of the actual pieces. It's it's the logistics around the globe. Um, yeah. Nevertheless. Um, they they obviously um, planned it out well. They have found ways um, to to produce actual consoles, and they just see the demand from the casual gaming market, which I always say is probably about eighty percent, if not more. Of the I would dare console. say it's eighty five percent. And yeah. I, and I'll and I'll say this to that point: uh, it's what won Sony the ge generation yeah. last year. If anyone says otherwise, you are incorrect in saying so. It wasn't the hardcore. We we are no. we. Are the minority we're not the majority yeah absolutely we we still um, make up for a lot of uh, what the casual gamers think though because um yeah how many people come to you and ask for recommendations not just for games also what consoles to get uh, just the, the, before christmas i had so many friends and further family members calling me hey i want to get my cousin this or that which game should i get which console should i get um it's ridiculous uh, sometimes um when you when you consider the hardcore gamer and um the people listen to you um and yeah so <laughs> but still uh it's it's a smart move from microsoft and um the the most important thing though is it you could you could have the best console in the world if the if the value proposition isn't there um you wouldn't sell it and i think that is the important thing with game pass with all the first party content coming with um the the accessibility and everything that the the ecosystem provides to you xbox just is a fantastic deal in gaming and and that just catches on in the market and i'm i'm really happy to see that I absolutely agree. Listen, Matt, before we bring you in, Joanna Dark wanted to jump in and say something. But before Joanna Dark does that, let me catch up with two, two super chats. Danny Passion Official, generous friend of the show, he drops a $5 super chat and says, I'm new as a Halo fan. The PvP hasn't given me a reason to jump into it every day. I don't know, but they really need more content, modes, and weapons, and etc. And I agree, and all of that's coming, dude. I mean, I, I'm a diehard, diehard Halo fan, and I haven't been playing every day. Um, I got up to level 51. I stopped at 52 in the battle pass. I'm going to continue, but there's just so much. there's just not enough time in the day. Uh, to, to play as many games as I would like, do these shows and just, you know, be a husband and take care of what I got to take care of. So I, I'm right there with you, but I agree. I think they need more uh, stuff and they're going to be delivering it in space. Davikin, a good friend of the show. He drops a five dollar super chat and says the Xbox catalog is very light beginning this year. Xbox needs to push your money bags around. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you're on to something with that. Um, it is a little light, but we did see that happen last year as well. And we, we know that they have the money. So you're going to get some big games. I mean, January has a lot of games coming to Xbox Game Pass. And February is looking pretty stout as well. But uh, Mr. Joanna Dark, let's get your opinion on this. 12 million plus consoles uh, sold. What do you think? Yeah, I wanted to kind of touch up on what uh, Pong and uh, Boxenberger were kind of talking about. And, you know, working in the Microsoft Store, uh, we used to always have sales, you know, Black Friday throughout the year. And I remember when the Xbox One S all digital, then the Xbox One S uh, were kind of a different uh, in price. And a lot of the casual uh, 
customers that used to come in always go for the value when it comes to PCs, when it comes to tech. And when I was talking to customers and I said, well, hey, for 50 bucks more, you can get a, uh, you know, a 1X. Well, they told me, what's the difference? I was like, well, do you have a 4K TV? They're like, not really. Then I'm going to go with this device. So um, the value and the fact that they can still play the same games and they don't have a 4K TV, they can enjoy. People are always going to gravitate toward the device that can give them the most for the less, for the least amount of money. Um, and even now, you know, I've had as well um, friends come in and ask me, hey, well, I saw an S the other day. I got a phone call from my cousin and he was like, what's the difference? Should I wait for the X? And I, and I kind of talked to him, hey, you play on a different platform. That's your main platform. What do you want? I just want to play Halo. Cool. Get the S. Um, and it literally got them in there. And I think besides the fact that they made a console that anyone can actually come in and purchase and get into um, the current generation is the fact that Xbox has become a platform. So if you started off playing just on a tablet in the cloud, in the browser or wherever, now you saw in the wild, you saw an Xbox console at that price. You say, well, you know what? I might as well make that impulse purchase and buy myself a 1S so I can continue to play these games natively on, on my TV. So I just think the overall package with Game Pass and value, we forgot that they also launched the um, Fortnite one that was hard to get. Um, I've seen people paying $400, a little bit more just to get that console. It was just, a again, the value that you get for $300 cannot be said. And at the same time, you're experiencing the same games. Um, for us enthusiasts that are out there, sure, we're always going to go for the best because that's what we want, right? We want that premium because that's who we are. We're hardcore. But for everyone else, they just want to be able to jump in, play with their friends, all these great games. Um, and if they can do it with less money so they can then buy the titles that they want that maybe not coming to the service, it's just a win-win overall. Yeah, I, I I absolutely agree, and I think I definitely think you're onto something, Matt. Let's get your opinion on this. Twelve million consoles is a big deal, and seeing the success of the Series S, especially in the casual community, potentially sets micro Microsoft up in the same pattern as what won Sony the generation last year, when eighty five percent of their fan base was in fact the casual market. That bought it because it was the cool system. Well, this is a different era, and dollar proposition is more important now than it's ever been. Gaming is more expensive now than it's ever been with $70 games, specifically with looking at, I'm looking at you, PlayStation, uh, their $70 games, as well as the third party games going up to $70. And like I said, do are, they are currently behind the scenes working on, a, uh, a, I guess, an Xbox Game Pass-esque type of deal. But I don't think that's coming this year. That's number one. Sony got caught flat-footed. I've said this book time and time again. Xbox Game Pass is a real uh, enigma in this conversation. And when you look at the Series S at $300 and you factor in what they're offering $1 gets you three months on all new Series S purchases. It's a hard proposition to walk away from and could very well lead Microsoft to win this gen. What are your thoughts on the sales numbers? I am not surprised whatsoever. I mean, I, I've i been on record before as saying uh, numerous times that by the end of this generation, I think the Series S is going to be the number one selling console, period. Yep. And it just... You know why? Because it's the cheapest. <laughs> and it's also the simplest. It's also small. The value proposition is insane. Um, Game Pass in and of itself is a system seller. 
Indeed, yes. And that only increases in value with every big first-party game that Xbox releases and also big third-party games that are going to be releasing. You know how many Rainbow Six fans there are out there that just see that name, Rainbow Six, and are like, okay, that's... I'm in. Yes. You know, like, this is going to keep happening month after month after month this year. And guess what? They have Series S on shelves available for people to buy right now. That you can't say that about any other next-gen console right now. And it's also the least expensive, and it's also the most uh, consumer-friendly value-wise. You put that with Game Pass, it's a no-brainer. I've I've actually wanted to sell my One Xs to go and exchange them for Series Ss. Because I have... I have two One Xs right now, and guess what? The Series S is better. It just is, right? I would rather play games with faster uh, hard drive with SSD, right? I'd rather play games with um, all of the like the quick resume features. I'd rather have the um, 60 frames in most of these games and all that stuff than be able to say something is 4K. And here, here's the thing you got to think, too. Like, a lot of people do have 4K TVs now. I, I, there are people that don't. But there's a lot of people that just don't care. They just have a 4K TV because that's what the TV they bought. They don't They don't really know. Like, uh, the, the cable TV watchers, right? That stuff's all broadcast at, like, 720p and 1080p. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, like, the, that's their form of consuming content. If you just say, hey, Starfield comes out. And they put it in. They don't know the difference between 4K, 1080, or anything like that. They just know this game looks amazing, and it plays great. And even for us, if you look at, like, a Series X game, you watch, like, one of these digital foundry videos or whatever, and you see the comparisons between, like, the Series X and the Series S and the PS5 and, and all this stuff. I mean, they we can notice it. We really pay attention to this stuff. We were like, wow, okay, that makes a difference. But the average person that doesn't really play games, like they're going to spot the difference and really care between the two differences between a, the 1080 Series S Starfield versus the Series X Starfield. No, they just want to play the game. And for Indeed, 300 you're, bucks, you're onto something. Yep. 300 bucks. And also with Game Pass, I don't even have to pay for the freaking game. It's insane. It is inviting people. More and more people people correlate correlate that service as it being free. That 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 that's the biggest that's the biggest thing right there. Well, I, I got the game for free. Ask you hear that, and people are like, no, but you didn't get it for free. Yeah. Well, it felt like I got it for free, right? Right? Oh yeah, it feels like it every time they release something and surprise us with something new. Because here's the thing: we already ha- are completely oversatisfied with what we are receiving with Game Pass. Right. It is. We are oversatisfied with the value that we are currently receiving. Yet every time they make a new news post, it only gets better. Indeed. Right. And with it only getting better, it increases the positive momentum that Xbox has with the mainstream media and also the casuals. where They start hearing about this stuff. Right. Once once everybody catches on. To Game Pass. And what a value it is! You just want the console that can play Game Pass. That's all. That that's all you need. Because if I didn't have anything else, as a gamer, I could still be satisfied with just a Series S yep. Game Pass, and I would have plenty of stuff to play. More than it enough. would look great and play great. 
have a great experience. That's all you really need, right? Yeah. Now, for the enthusiasts, like you guys are saying, yeah, there's definitely better if you want that. And for uh, like, I got a Series X. I, I'm definitely glad that I have that, right? Because I want that best experience. But most people don't care. They well, you know, most, most people aren't going to go want to go out and buy a Series X, right? Get a C1, get a you know, a, a, you know, a, a media bar. You know, so they so everything that they're doing, get the high, the most expensive headphones, you know, get the lights for around that. That that's that's the elite. That's not a big a part of the populace. The most of the populace is exactly what you're saying. I just want to turn it on and if it works and I'm getting my money's worth, I'm good. And and the other thing, boom, with Series S for that three hundred bucks, like there's not many devices out there that are a better streaming box, period, for yep. other content as well. With yeah. that SSD speed, the speed of the menus and all that stuff, and the uh, ability to switch between so many different apps and have quick resume between all of those as well, um, it just enhances the value even more. So I don't know. I mean, I, the, the Series S is a mainstream box that is going to catch on, and um, it's easy to take away. You got people making those cool accessories for it now, you know, like that fold down screen that you can lift mm-hmm. up uh, i forget it's called the x screen or something the like x that, screen but, yeah which i um, would which by the way double barrel gaming will be reviewing that's awesome boom i mean it's it's the perfect little cons next gen console man and it's here's the thing it's 300 now traditionally xbox does decrease uh the price over time so will this thing get down to three uh or sorry 249 yep. at some next, point next, in the next holiday year? i guarantee you um then potentially like three years from now could you ever see potentially a 200 hundred dollar price point or at that point would they switch it to something else who knows but man it's gonna sell like crazy yeah this generation and it it's gonna be that trojan horse man it, i think it really is absolutely but listen we have about uh just about 15 minutes left of the show what i want to do is i want to get everyone's hot take uh i'm going to pause the gameplay in front of us and I'm going to throw something up on the screen, folks. It's going to blow your mind. This this is the complete list of what we know is coming to uh, Xbox Game Pass this year. This is a ridiculous list. This isn't yeah. future content. This is 2022. Pong, I, I got to go to you, and, and I got to grab your opinion on this. Uh, and then obviously we're round robin, and then we'll get everyone out of here. This is what we know is coming to Xbox Game Pass for your $15 or $10 a month if you don't, if you just do simply console. This is a hard proposition to look past. It is a staggering list of content. And what's interesting in this list, and I got this from, uh, from Twitter, and I, I think I'm going to get it wrong, but I think it was J Mo Money of Twitter, who is a, fr- a friend of the show. I think that he posted this, and if I got that wrong, give me who sent, who actually posted, and I I will give them the proper, uh, uh, you know, clout because this is a well put together list. This uh, this is just what we know, Pong. This is this is yep. this isn't the second and third party marketing deals, no. the first party games that we do that that they're not showing and they're not telling us is coming. How could this be beat in twenty twenty two? Can't. It can't, and it's only going to get better. Like you said, boom, this is just the beginning. This is just what we know. Again, like I said, I expect uh, one big game uh, per month up until the first party title start releasing, uh, hopefully with Age of Empires 4 coming to console. Mm -hmm. Uh, As we just heard, the testing is uh, potentially going on right now. Um, So, no, it can't be beat. 
again, last year couldn't be beat. This year it can't be beat. Again, with billions set aside, you can expect this list to grow and grow and grow. Um, I mean, this is just phenomenal. Uh, again, when you look at this list uh, and we get something like in Deathloop, which was game of the year quality, just dropping in <laughs> uh, and people uh, have already kind of forgot about it because it was already on PlayStation five. Excuse me. Um, you know, again, this is, this is huge. Uh, so if you're asking what I'm looking forward to, is that what we're doing here? Boom. Boom. Would you, do you, are boom. we, ta- are we making our picks? <laughs> well, boom is boom isn't here, but he boom said that we, we, we should do picks. Oh, anticipated okay. first All right. party. All right, so so, so picks wise, so one first party and one, one third party. party. Yeah. Exactly. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, first party. Look, this is first party. Starfield. Okay, anybody who knows me already knows it's Starfield all day, every day. I don't care what game you put up against it. It's Starfield. Okay, Starfield is the most anticipated. Well, it's a ten year game. game that's coming to fruition by by. 20. 20 20 year year game in his yeah in his brain of what he wanted to do with this this is this is todd howard god howard as we as we call him out here um this this is uh when you get when you get todd and the a team together you're talking about the potential for a generational game okay that's yes that's what you get out of this crew now again we don't know People can talk all day long. I can be hyped. We don't know anything about that. Todd has said it himself. Skyrim in space. That's all it needs to be said. Period. Point blank. If that's what they're shooting for is Skyrim in space, sign me up. I don't need another game. Okay? that That's it. Okay? We're, we're over with. It's done. Starfield is uh, my first party title this year. I can't wait to see more on this and uh, what they are coming through. Uh, with uh, you know Todd blessing us with his baby, uh, his yeah. new baby. It's a new IP. You can't you can't ask for which is going to have a year of polish. Correct. So that's, that, exactly. that's something else that has to be brought into the conversation. Yeah. They're getting the Halo effect, and yeah. they're having a year to polish this game. When this game releases, it's going to be a masterpiece. Yeah, on an updated creation engine, current gen only. Yeah. Right. So this is going to be special uh, in every way, shape or form. Could it still come out and be absolutely awful? Of course. Could it come out and be dance, dance revolution in space? Absolutely. Of course it could, but I'm not expecting that. Okay. That's not what I assume when I, when I have the history of Todd and his team behind it. Uh, Starfield is it for me for the first party for third party. It still remains. Look, there is so many good stuff on here, right? Atomic Heart is high on my list. I can't wait to see what that crazy game looks like, right? Obviously, A Plague's Tale, Requiem. My God, the first Plague's Tale is fantastic. I can't wait for this one. It looks like it's even better, right? Dark Tide, all these games. But it still remains Stalker 2. Stalker 2, for me, is still a game. Now, we're hearing rumors that it could be delayed until August if that's the case, I got plenty to play. That's fine. I hope it's not because I really want to get my hands on Stalker uh, too, because Stalker on the original PC, a lot of people did not have an opportunity to play that, right? Look, Metro is part of that original team that broke away. Stalker is what started it all, that Chernobyl setting, where. but Stalker on the original PC had so much Bethesda, 
obsidian to it. It's not even funny as far as yeah. character development goes, as far as decision-making goes. All of that kind of stuff was way ahead of its time in a lot of ways. Yeah, Wasteland was around back then as well. That post-apocalyptic type game was just getting started when the original Stalker came out. Stalker 2, to me, from the original team, now GSC Game World is the developer, from the origi- the other half of that original team, I cannot wait for that game. Uh, it looks at it's an Unreal Engine 5. The footage that they showed us last year looked absolutely ridiculously good. And so if they've put that whole game together and brought in those original elements from Stalker into Stalker 2, my God, we could be looking at something that is a it, I won't call it a sleeper hit per se because a lot of people know about it now, but I will say it'll be something that grabs more people than they probably thought it would. Yes. Uh, or people that maybe thought they weren't interested in jumping into it, jump into it simply because it's on Game Pass and go, Indeed. oh my God, this is a crazy world. I can't wait to, can't wait to do, finish this game. So those are my two, uh, one, but there's so many, boo. Again, Deathloop is high. I'm, I, I'm looking forward to so many games. It's crazy. So I'm, what I'm a wrong. great year. Yeah. I, you're, you're, you're a fraud. I am a fraud? Yes, because we all know that we are OFK is the uh, <laughs> most participating Yeah, game. but we're talking about Game Pass, and it's not coming to Game Pass okay. yet. <laughs> we are OFK. Right. We don't know for sure if it's even coming to Xbox, for God's sakes. It might be a Sony exclusive. We don't maybe, maybe. About. But you know what? Let, let's bring in Boxenberger. <laughs> Boxenberger, out, out of this list, I'm going to throw back yeah. on to the uh, part of here. What, 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 what are your top picks? And, and, and it, could this just be an absolutely outstanding uh, 2022 for Xbox Game Pass. Oh, it's going to be an amazing year for Game Pass. I mean, this is the list we know of. Yeah. Right. I mean, look at it. What What is on there? There's so much great stuff. Um, if that is all that came out this year, I would already be happy with the subscription. But we know we get these monthly updates um, with new announcements, with other games coming to Game Pass. We just had the, the announcement um, of Rainbow Six Extraction coming. Um, and so on. So there will be a lot more than this, just this list. So yeah, it's going to be an amazing year for Game Pass. Um, out of this list, I'm kind of with Pong here. Um, Starfield, definitely my f- most anticipated first party game. Yeah, um, Bethesda has never disappointed. Um, me personally, Skyrim, one of the best games ever made. And now you mix that with Mass Effect. Yeah, another game that uh, I... <laughs> absolutely love and that thing is made by todd howard i i'm super pumped and all we have seen um it it sounds amazing what they're trying to do with different planets different biomes um with different story branches that they talked about and everything this is this is going to blow our minds um people really don't know what what kind of juggernaut is coming with with starfield this is this is going to be an absolutely amazing game i have no doubt and i'm i'm so hyped for that um as of third party games um stalker 2 definitely and uh the other one uh that is very high up in this list is also a blake tail requiem yes dude the first Um, one was amazing absolutely amazing azobo 
just just nailed it with it. Uh, the the story was awesome. The gameplay mechanics were awesome. The graphics were fantastic. They made their their own engine just for that game. Mm-hmm. It's insane. They have have definitely improved upon that, and they are going to continue it uh, this year. I can't wait to play as Amicia again and her brother Hugo. That's going to be fantastic. But since I played the original Stalker and loved them back in the days on PC. Um, I'm also I'm, I'm super pumped for that game. Um, I just love that that genre, that open world RPG um, genre. I like the setting that that post-apocalyptic setting. The Metro series is one of my favorites. I love them, um, and I, I was so happy when they announced Stalker Two and everything they have shown looks just simply beautiful. Probably. If if it still comes out in April, which by the way I think it will, it already got its delay. It was supposed to come out last year. That, that yes. was already a delay. Um, and from what we have heard previously, the one of the main reasons the, the delay happened was actually the Unreal Engine Five not being ready, and um, not the game itself. So I don't know about the rumor. Um, I wouldn't wouldn't take it too serious. Because I, no I reached out to the uh, to the developer directly. I have not heard yeah. yet. Uh, back from them okay yeah so we shall see um uh however uh, i think this is one of the first proper unreal engine 5 games outside of fortnite of course um that that's going also going to get an upgrade um i can't wait to play this game um it's going to be awesome and what we have seen gameplay wise it just looks fantastic it, yep. it's beautiful yep. it's it, the the mood is exactly where i like it to be and i i can't wait i can't wait so yeah exciting times for game pass and gamers and um it's only january guys um there yeah, will be yeah, so many more announcements ridiculous. for game yeah. pass over the course of this year so yeah Definitely exciting. Times. Mav, let's get your opinion on this, brother. This Boom. list is is yes, sir. Boom, real quick, just before Mav goes, I just did some quick math. Right on here, there's 36 games, correct? Already, and we're, we won't even. And I'll throw in. Let's throw an extraction. 37 total games in Game Pass on this list. I took an average of 35. dollars You're talking about just to even out the indies and and the smaller titles with the big titles. You're mm-hmm. talking about 1,300 dollars already. Wow. $1,300 and just what we know for $180 per year. And again, as somebody like me, who's going to play 90, 95% of these games at some point, my God, the value is just re- ridiculous. ridiculous. You're just not going to have enough space on your memory, nope. on your, on your hard drive. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Actually, yeah. I didn't, you know what? I didn't, yeah. I didn't even think about bringing into the, uh, the financial uh, aspect of it. Yeah. And that's a, that's, that's pretty big. Mav uh, on, on this list, this is impressive. Uh, this is this is only what we know. And, you know, one thing that we have learned about Melissa McGamepath, uh, <laughs> she's she, she, she's she's uh, she's out there. She's on these these Twitter streets, constantly dropping new information, even if they only added uh, another 14 titles or 13 titles, making it 50 games to Game Pass this year. That averages just under one per week, and some of these are big AAA bombs. This is very impressive. What are your thoughts on this list, and what are your two top picks? So this list is only going to get bigger. It's a crazy thing. Um, I also noticed it's missing some of the PC Game Pass ones, which is like uh, Total War Warhammer 3. Yes. right. Uh, Stuff like that. That's a big deal, right? So we uh, can't forget about that stuff. But first party-wise... Hands down, I'm with 
the fellas. God Howard is bringing the heat this year with Starfield, <laughs> and it's going to be the biggest game of 2022 yeah. by a long shot. I mean, this thing is going to take the world by storm. They have been. I want to see his notebook, like this 20 year notebook that he probably has, like stored on a shelf that just says Starfield written on it. You know, with just like ideas and notes and stuff he's been planning for all this time. Um, Man, I I can't wait to to dive into that game. It's going to be a dream game, I think, for a lot of people. Not just uh, not just Xbox fans, or whatever, but people that have been waiting for that Western RPG style first person slash third person sci fi epic space RPG with all this original music and storylines. Um, uh, you're saying races, some of the planets, planets. That you're going to be able to tra- traverse in are as big as Skyrim. So just imagine it's going to be multiple planets to go to. It's it's going to be absolutely crazy. We're going to get lost in this game. Yeah. Um, and think about how big Skyrim was. And this is going to be a new IP that's going to take that to another level. Right. Yeah. Uh I just can't wait for that, man. It's gonna be my I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Just listen, you want a goosebump? Just go listen to their original music for that they yep. yeah. did you did you see that orchestra playing yep. the that yes. original song? Yes. Yep. My, it's Phenomenal. amazing. It Phenomenal. reminds me of like a mix between like Interstellar and some other things yeah. too with the, yeah. the, the composition on that. It's incredible. And they start their creation yeah. process with the music. Which is yes. the best. Which I super love. Yeah. I I, I yes. didn't know that. Uh, it's, <laughs> yes, but it's 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 amazing because if you think about these uh, uh, big Bethesda games, the, the music always stood yep. out, and it is what everyone remembers. Think about the Skyrim soundtrack or the Fallout soundtrack. It it just pulls you into that world, and, it and does. when absolutely that's that that all the other creatives, yeah, the web designers, the level designers, the the artists that make the the figures and whatnot all have that music in mind when designing the game. I love that. It's, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and as far as third-party, man, it's, like, tough to pick one because there's so much. I mean, you got Replace, and you got Weird West in there. You got the... Plague's Tale, uh, uh, two Plague for Tale. me, is, is the one. That's the uh, one. Tr- you got Truck to Yomi, which looks really freaking cool. Yeah, that looks fantastic. Um, Atomic you know, Heart uh, also looks really, yeah. really good. <laughs> yes, Replaced is it? Replaced that little two... That two D yes. two two point five D side scroller, for, uh, you know that looks phenomenal. That looks well, like yeah, for, I'm, I'm also looking for also I, I love Tony Hawk right and everything. Um, yeah, Shredder snowboarding. For yeah, God's yeah. and so, we haven't had that in a while. So, so I'm gonna go out of the box here a little bit, Boom. If that's okay. Yeah. No. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you one that I think <laughs> is is coming to Game Pass, and we don't know it, about it yet, but I think. Cheater. It happened. Sneaky. And I think, <laughs> I think that Xbox could spend some of those billions on this one. Okay. With all of their ties to WB games and all these things happening. So, recently, talk about it. I know what you're going to say. Talk and about all of it. This, and all of this stuff, right, going on. Okay. With WB to make a huge splash. Now, Xbox has been people saying they need their own superhero game. They need their own superhero game that, you know, now, they don't necessarily have to have that same impact uh, of having an, an exclusive because Game Pass is an, in and of itself is an exclusive, right? So if you bring a bag of cash over to WB and you put Gotham Knights, which is that style of game that they love being in Game four Pass. Four-player co-op. Yeah. Four-player co-op. I am going to make a 
crazy prediction and say that Gotham Knights is going to be announced as coming into Game Pass day one later this year. And if that happens, by far, that is my most anticipated uh, third party. uh, I like what you're putting down because guess what? The Court of Owls are at the center of that. And that is by far one of the best Batman tales in the history of the Cape Crusader. Great picks, dude. Great picks for everybody. Don't encourage the cheater. (laughs) mr joanna dark this list is a stout one what are your two top picks first party and third party where do you go i want all of them because i'm excited about that but my two top picks um i'm gonna go with um atomic heart as one of my favorite games on pc was system shock back in the days and Atomic Heart kind of gives me that bonkers kind of machine versus man kind of feel. Um, it's a game I've been following um, since its inception, and I'm excited to finally get to play. And the best part is I was going to, you know, Steam uh, wishlist it, but it's coming to the platform. So um, that's good for me. And then the other one has been Redfall. Yes, I want, you know, Starfield. But the thing about Redfall that intrigues me is that I'm a big fan of a show called The Strain. That used to be on TV. The strain was amazing. And it was about vampires that took over New York. And then you had a group of people hunting down these vampires. If Redfall can take some inspiration, which I keep looking at this trailer over and over, and just give me what's great about Deathloop, give me the culmination of Prey and Deathloop. Um, excuse me, not Deathloop. Um, Prey and the um, Dishonored, excuse me. Um, I'm down for that. And I definitely like what I'm hearing from the game, from what we, what we can tell. Um, and I definitely want to hunt down vampires, which I, I, I'm enjoying. Um, but yeah, I think with Mav, I keep saying it the same way. Yeah, I believe Gotham Knight, just like Batman Origins, is not getting the respect. And I think it's a phenomenal game. And I hope yeah, it comes. Looks it looks good. makes sense because Sony has Spider-Man and Wolverine. So what better way to kind of get a game, a superhero game that kind of goes into the service and kind of the mind share is, hey, it's on Game Pass, which is, you know. Gotham and Man. you know something uh, with that said, and that, that's that's a fantastic pick, uh, pick for sure. But on the back heels, you know, you never know if they own WB and they just haven't said it yet. But that's a that's a horse <laughs> of another color. <laughs> Yo, can we spend an the hour? Internet would that? literally would just shut down. Like it was shut down. You know, I had yeah. I had to throw it out. There By the way, you know. Joanna Dark, expect your welcome gift uh, to uh, obviously Speculation Town because you're now yeah. a part of this yes, crazy. Right. So Archimedes <laughs> is an outlier. He does. He's like yeah. the, he's, he's like the neighbor that just looks over the fence with a scowl. You I'm know? surprised he didn't turn off his camera at that comment. By the way, yeah, that, yeah. That's, funny. that's funny. But listen, I'm listen. What, what what a what a great two hours. I, I want to thank we, we folks. We had over 400 people here today. Peak four three that's pretty big uh this is still a small channel uh we are officially under 650 to 10k 600 under 650 away to 10k got a bunch of new subs if you enjoyed it and you're new consider subscribing let me just catch up on the last couple of super chats drawn tj drops a very generous five dollar super chat and says you can do a podcast on youtube through microsoft edge on the series x and s I actually did not even know that. That's pretty interesting. Um, we also have, where are you? Let me see if I could find it. I don't want to miss anybody here. Oh, this chat moves very quick. We have a lot of people here. Very fortunate to have this many people in the chat. We also have Raiden Blade drops a five-pound super chat. Thank you for that, Raiden Blade. Great to see you back in the chat. He says, I'm going to say this. Zenimax Studios games 
are dropping, but I'm looking forward to the bombshell or onslaught of the games coming from the others. And you know what? You're onto something. Oh, our good friend Bunty is here. Bunty, how you doing there, brother? Hopefully you are well. He drops a two dollar super chat and says, "I've I never ever says I I try ever every new game on Xbox Game Pass, and you, you're not wrong for that. That's that's I just beat a puzzle game. I got eight hundred out of a thousand. It's a very very unique. You got to move pieces around. It's 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 a very unique. It just dropped into Game Pass. I don't remember the name of it, and I just got it. It's fantastic. Uh, Talk about Raiden, the pedestrian. No, I'm actually no? playing that. That's it was oh, okay. the same day as that. I forgot the name of it. Begins with Boom. O. One thing we forgot to mention for people that you know the whole conversation with Square real quick. There are two JRPGs in there with Human yeah. Chronicles, which is yeah, I've been waiting for huge. as a Sue Coden fan, yes. and Edge of Eternity, which I have on PC, but I definitely want to jump in on console and play it. Um, made by P- uh, X devs, I think, from Square that came over. So there, there's a great variety in that list mm. that kind of gives you a little bit of everything, so you don't feel fatigued when games that may be open world or you know over the shoulder X, Y, and Z. It's a great way to kind of get a palate cleanser where you see the diversity of those games coming. Yeah, interesting. And that's a great point. The diver- diversity of what you're going to get in, in there for your $15 a month, it, it can't be matched by anywhere. Uh, it just, it really can't. But Raiden Blade drops an additional two pounds. Super Chat says in house studios, it's going to be great for Xbox. Yeah, I mean, they have 23, and we think we already know that there's three attached to them that they just haven't announced yet. But let's get to the outros. And of course, I want to thank the Super Chats that came in. Uh, a significant amount of them, so much so that I it was extremely overwhelming personally because I don't do this for money. I do this for the love of this community, the love of my brothers here, and the love of gaming. And those are always turned around and used for giveaways, which we did a couple of really big ones last year, and we're going to continue that trend this year. But let's start first with the man making his debut as an official panel member, Mr. Joanna Dark. Welcome, and please, by all means, sell your brand. Talk about the podcast that you're on, that you're going to be uh, launching, uh, into uh, Xbox International. Uh, if that, I think that isn't that today. That's tomorrow, actually. Oh, so it's, okay, tomorrow so it's the twelfth tomorrow, seven p.m. On yes, um, it's myself, Silent Cipher, Crazy Lou Gaming, and Sour Blow. Nice. Um, our first episode after we had our um, kind of ILP four-hour episode pilot over the <laughs> over the holiday. Yes. Um, but first, I want to say, you know, it's it's a pleasure sitting on this panel. You know, I listen to Mav, Pong, Soul, Boxing River, because you missed the boom. And it's just an honor just to be amongst so many great individuals that have so much knowledge and insight. Um, Thank you, industry. sir. Um, yeah. And besides being here on Tuesdays with the Xbox Factor podcast, um, I'm also Fridays um, on the Nickel Gaming Show, along with my um, co-worker and good friend, Albert, and of course, Jasmine as well. So we are there. We're just a bunch of Microsoft employees talking about Xbox um, and why we love the platform. And if nice. you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm big underscore N underscore boss. Well, it's great to have you a part of the show, brother. It definitely is. Uh, let's see. I'm Raiden Blade said I missed one of his. Let me see. Where, what did I miss? Let's see. Uh, I got that one. I got the in-house studios. Did I miss an earlier one there, Raiden Blade? No, I think I got both of them. I'm almost positive. Yeah, I, I, I did. Uh, he dro- Well, he dropped another one to let me know I missed it. Well, thank you for the generosity, brother. And we, it's great to see you back in, uh, you know, in the chat. And thank you for the generosity, of course. Um, 
but Pong, you have a lot going on. You're on a lot of shows. You have your own show on Saturday morning, which I was uh, tuning into as, once again, making breakfast for me and Mrs. Boom. <laughs> uh, it was a great show. Uh, and uh, you and Steel Rain always bring it 100. Talk about that. Where could people check that show out weekly? Where could people reach out to you for a, a conversation piece on Twitter? And what else you got going on? Yeah, thanks so much, Boom. Uh, first of all, shout out to Mr. Joanna Dark. Welcome to Xbox Factor Podcast, uh, your official first show live. Hey, it's great to have you, brother. Uh, you know, Zemi, Zemi's uh, got some big uh, shoes that you got to fill, but you know what? Uh, I know you're going to do the job because you obviously know what you're talking about. So uh, mm -hmm. appreciate you being here with us and joining us. Uh, it's going to be great. And obviously, a Boxenberger, Mav, obviously, Boom, it's always brothers you know this is this is just a great way to start my tuesday before i got to get down to business at work so yeah. love being here chat you guys were all amazing 2022 is starting off on fire and the news i believe is going to be non-stop from here on out so yep. uh like i said in the beginning buckle up because we're in for a heck of a year and so you can not only catch me here obviously find me pong so on xbox and on twitter but Thursdays, PM in the PM, Pong and Mav in the PM over on Fun Speculations channel. Be there, two-man format. We deep dive one, two, maybe three topics, uh, and uh, it's non-console centric. So we're going to talk about everything, whatever's yeah. going on. We're going to we're going to get into. So please drop on in there, PM in the PM, seven PM Eastern, six o'clock Central Time Thursday nights, and then back on Fun Speculations channel on Fridays. Xbox Ultimate Magnificent or now I can't say the Magnificent Seven anymore. We are now the Great Eight uh, because Jasper Gaming has joined us. So be there, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Just a great, great time uh, on a Friday night. Saturday mornings, living split screen. My brother from another, Steel Rain and I, we're on our way to 1,000 subs. So please, that's our goal for this year. I think we're a little light on that goal, but we want to make sure we are building a fantastic community over there, much like Boom and Fun and everybody else here has started to do and done. Uh, so please check us out Saturday mornings. We are going to wake you up with that live, raw, and uncut, as Steel likes to say, energy. Uh, so be there 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time, three plus hours of him and I talking. We had almost a four hour show last weekend because it had been a couple weeks, uh, but we got chat involved. We went through a great conversation with the chat. Lots of good questions coming in. Just a fun time on Saturday mornings. Be there. That's living split screen, split screen, all one word. And then I'm going to end your Saturday night with the shop podcast over on PTK Blam's channel. He always is bringing in amazing guests we had floor hugger on from level one gaming last week she was absolutely amazing so please check out the shop podcast ptk blam's channel uh 8 p.m eastern seven o'clock central time we end your saturday nights right that's with centurion fuzzy myself and of course ptk be there otherwise it is the golden age of gaming just look at all this stuff we talked about today and we're not even done yet because we're not even we don't even know half of what's coming out this year yeah it's golden age of gaming play what you love love what you play and i'll talk to you real real soon Oh, thank you so much for that, brother. And Boxenberger, sell your uh, sell your brand, brother. Your channel is exploding on the scene. Your video content is fantastic. You dropped a new video this week, and you probably got the barrels loaded for more. 
talk about it. Tell them where they can subscribe to your YouTube channel and where could people reach out to you on social media? Yeah, people can find me basically everywhere on the Boxenberger. Um, everywhere. <laughs> Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, <laughs> Twitter, and of course here on YouTube. Like you said, I do put up uh, regular content on my channel. Um, I put up like one or two videos each week, each is about 10 minutes long, covering different topics of the of the gaming industry. And um, yeah, I'm preparing a lot of cool things for the channel um, as we speak, actually. I'm almost ready to make a big announcement very, very soon. Nice. Um, definitely stay tuned for that. Otherwise, yeah, I put up a video yesterday about how uh, Ninja Theory has achieved the Hellblade 2 visuals in the in that gameplay demo that they Good video, them. man. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's uh, so, uh, the, the kind of uh, things I do on my channel, just talk about um, all the exciting things that are happening in the gaming industry. Because like Pong always says, it is the golden age of gaming. And uh, that is uh, not just uh, true for, for the amazing games that are coming out, but it is also because we grow a bigger community each and every day. The community is just awesome around here, hanging here out with you guys, Mav, Pong, now with Mr. Joanna Dark, and of course, you, Boom. It's always fun, but it's not just you guys. It's also all the people in chat on Twitter. Yes. We have so many awesome discussions, and it's also a big part of, of gaming is the community and sharing the love and excitement for it, and um, that's that's what it's all about. So, yeah. Fun, fun times, great times to be a gamer. Um, and I can't wait for the next show here with you guys. See you yeah. next week. Yeah, absolutely. And last and no way least, Mav, you got a lot going on. But one of the things that you've been doing are these solo videos. And I told you about that for a while. I absolutely love them. I think that they are raw, they're uncut, and they are to the point. Uh, you stream, you obviously podcast. You got 19 podcasts, probably three more that you're working on as we speak. Brother, sell your brand. Tell people where they can help you grow to uh, the highest number possible. I mean, the work you do and 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 the, the you know the teams that you bring in uh, with Caitlin and Pong and everybody else on Friday's show. It's it's just amazing. We love what you're doing. Talk about it, dude. Yeah, appreciate that. Boom. Appreciate everybody here. Also, uh, in the chat, the chat was great today. Um, and we had this amazing conversations for Xbox. But if you want to find where I'm at, check it out on Twitter, Fun Speculation. The channel on YouTube is called Fun Speculation. We have lots of shows, as Boom said. I started uh, making a priority to do more videos, and I just got to do what works for me. And I tried to, like, hey, look at all these great guys like Boom and, you know, that dealer and Colt and Archimedes. Spent all this time and effort making these amazing videos. I'm like, I can't do that. So I'm just going to sit in front of the camera and I'm going to, you know, talk about something that is a relevant topic. So that's what I started focusing on. And I think it just kind of works for me. So uh, you're going to see more of those videos coming out. Um, and as well as lots of shows guys. So we are 30 subs away as we speak from 2k. Oh my goodness. So Come on, man. We close. got three, oh, 250 people here. Sub this man. <laughs> we're getting close. Well, we'll get there. I hope, hopefully, within a few weeks. You know, oh, and no, you're getting there today, right now. Listen, folks, <laughs> sub this dude. Go and get dirty away from 2K. Do you understand, as content creators, how hard it is to build an audience? How hard it is to navigate the very talented waters of YouTube? 
that is that that is a testament to the work that he does. 2K, come on, folks. But if you if you yeah. trust me, sub this man on Boom's word and get him cross cross 2K right freaking now. Yeah, I appreciate that, Boom. It's a, it's all fun, man. You know, like it like Archimedes. Archimedes wouldn't be making these videos unless he had a passion for doing that. Indeed. Right? You know what I mean? Indeed. You wouldn't be doing these shows unless you had a passion for doing it. Pong wouldn't be on like eight, 87 podcasts <laughs> if he didn't have a passion for doing it. Mr. Join at Dark. <laughs> works True. in the gaming industry and he's here podcasting because he has a passion for it as well it's just a blast to sit here and talk about things that we love and that's one thing i love about your shows and your content boom is you talk about it because you love it and um i'm just super happy to be a part of this but if you want more of that come over and check out fun speculation hey boom i know we're way over but can i just add this real quick before you get by all means go ahead i'm, I'm dropping your your link into the chat so you, you can i'll make it as easy for anyone to sub go, go <laughs> click on that link brother uh, sub his channel right there ahead, um, hey listen everybody who's still here please um yeah. spooky sprocket yeah talk about it listen listen uh trinity Warrior, his fiance, uh, on Twitter. She gave an update this morning. Things are grave. Um, he flatlined again last night, and they brought him mm. back. Um, and the family's got to make a tough decision here. Um, so please, please uh, continue to send prayers, thoughts, however you do it. Energy, I don't care what you're into. Just take a moment today and, and just keep them all in your prayers and your Good thoughts. Good people, man. Good yeah. people. Yeah, Spooky is a great member of this community and uh, we've lost too many already. Yeah, um, we so have. Please, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're, we're looking for a miracle here, um, but please just keep them in your thoughts. Um, I don't mean to end the show this way, but again, no, real no, life. No, no, it's real life. Real, real life. life real life. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to make everybody aware. Again, if you want to see updates or whatever, uh, Trinity Warriors, his fiance on uh, Twitter, please go check her out. You can send yep. her a quick DM. She's, she's in a tough spot because they're in completely different countries and she has no... Uh, you know, control over what's happening whatsoever. She's dependent and upon the family. And they just announced uh, their their engagement, which is yes, extremely yes. sad. Which is, which is very sad. Yeah. So uh, yeah. please, and he's a single father. He's got kids. Uh, please just just keep him in your thoughts and prayers, because again, the, the man, we've lost too many already. The, yeah. it, it's it's so sad. So, no, thank absolutely, you. dude. I'm glad you brought it yeah. up real quick. Pragmatic Eagle, good friend of the show. He drops a five dollars hoop. Just says great show, boom and panel. Interesting chat. Everyone take care. And on that, I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day be important to you. And that's something that my father taught us when we were kids. I think now more than ever, it's super important. He said, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. Son, I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. <laughs>